Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello. Please tell me you're there, Ruel. I'm here. Can you hear me and see me? I can hear and see you. I can hear you and see you. And I can also hear Goblin981 resubscribing. You've been with us for six months. Thanks, Gob. And thanks, Brenner. And uh, Freak the Zeke. And uh, Bim510. And CrickMC. Uh, I think we're getting into from a couple of weeks ago now. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show. Thanks, everybody, for showing up. Fingers crossed. Everybody, cross all of your fingers, all of your limbs. I am literally got my legs crossed down here that I do not screw up like I did two weeks ago. It's, oh. I, I, I remember reading the, your, you know, when you posted the video on YouTube, uh, you know, I had already taken off right, right after yeah. we live streamed last time. And Michelle and I, we had a wonderful time on our anniversary. We saw Top Gun Maverick. Loved it. It was Loved everything it. we hoped. Yeah, we, it was everything we hoped for and more. Um, and then I got, I, you know, the next day I got and I saw the YouTube videos. Oh, my gosh, what? And I saw how you had to record the whole thing by yourself. Oh, man. Yep. I just, oh, I, I literally cringed when I, I read it. I was like, oh, no, I wish I would have been there to. To help you out. And the know, one I ended uh, up putting up was my second take. Because I got about halfway through and realized, oh, I'm screwing everything up again. I got to start and start all over and I'm running out of time. I haven't packed yet. We're getting on a plane. Oh, oh. oh my gosh. But yeah, it was crazy. But hey, folks, the hype train just pulled into the station. Thanks, Linnaeus and Flashburn as well. Toot toot, indeed. Toot, toot, yes. um, yeah, so basically what happened, it was that, uh, you know, I, 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 there's the export button, right? Um, which I, 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 I record a local copy, which I edit and turn into the YouTube version that doesn't have stream avatars and stuff like that. But I also export the full show over. Um, so for people who want to see the full experience, plus it's archived there and yo, know, you click on it and there's a list of choices. There's export and download and uh, make clips. And then there's a line and below that line, there's delete and one other thing. So to be fair, I did. I mean, I clicked on the wrong side of the line. And to be doubly fair to Twitch, when you click delete, a little thing comes up and said, are you sure you want to delete? And I said, yes. Now, to be fair to me, if you say export, I believe a little thing comes up and says, are you sure you want to export? And yep. you click yes. And yeah. I was just in such a full on, we got to go. I didn't, I, I just clicked the wrong thing and <laughs> instantly, the instant I did, oh. you know, my heart stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, it's okay, it's okay. I got the backup. I started uploading the backup, and about a half an hour later, I don't remember why, I went to look at something or other. Oh, because I started to edit the backup to make the standalone thing, and I realized, oh my god, all the sound screwed up. And for whatever reason, your audio was like 30 se- 20 to 30 seconds off, so when you were talking, just not- just silence, and then your audio and my audio were just squished together, and it was completely useless. Nice. I've still got that video, so we've got a video of it, but effectively no audio. And it's too bad, because the last episode was one of our best ever i thought yeah we had a we had a great time and everything you know we we even uh it's funny because we said it during the show and i think that might have just jinxed yes, it, you know totally, like, oh, totally. We, this is a great show so 
Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Uh, thank you for covering me and thank you for doing that. Uh, we still had a show a couple of weeks ago, but you know, thanks to our viewers, uh, everyone here, this is your episode, folks. You yes. unlocked this. Yep. So uh, thank you for doing that. And you know, we, we need to, uh, we need to talk about your, uh, your trip. I mean, yeah. you, we, a lot of us, we saw the videos of your uh, postings. Um, hopefully you got some pictures to share as well, because Michelle and I, when we saw your updates, right. Oh my gosh, we want to be there. That looks so beautiful. Especially when you're on the ship, but I'm gonna let you you talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, let, let me do. Although, uh, thank yeah. you, party on dudes, and um, Matt the Levy, thank you for the uh, the bits as well. Um, we're starting to work on unlocking another show, uh, another bonus video, so uh, we'll be nice. able to get to do this soon again, or play a game together or whatever. But yes, uh, let me go ahead and bring up the browser. Okay, and and just a real shout, out, a real quick shout on. out to Kabuki Kid. They were talking about how the movie Maverick helped uh, in a game of wits and wages the other day. Question asking for Tom Cruise's height in feet and inches. He is five foot seven. He's yes. a lot shorter than I thought. He's a wee little fella. I'm sure you tower wow. over him, or you probably look I him actually, eye to eye. Yeah, no, I'm actually an inch taller than him. Wow, I had no idea. He looks so much taller in the movies. But, but why did Maverick help with that? Do they actually mention his height in the movie? I very much doubt that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they did. I mean, I know that pilots, uh, fighter pilots, they can only be a certain height because you you can you cannot uh, you know fit a, like a six foot ten dude in a, a person exactly in, a, in one of those fighter oh, pilots. You're but, right. Yeah, there, maybe a if very, there was ever a movie a they would limit. mention his height, it would be this yeah. one because they yeah, don't. That's, right. that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't. So okay, Kabuki Kid, thank you. Um, yeah. So again, everyone, thank you for hanging out with us today. Really uh, happy and to be here. You know, we are doing the R and R show monthly now, but thanks to you all, we've unlocked the special episode. Yeah, we've got the hype train rolling. So yep. Uh, any uh, bits, subs, or cheers that you do, they go towards the hype train, and uh, it just gets longer and longer the more people. Uh, yeah, it's, hang it's out, good fun. So. Thank you, Corthy. Yeah. Thank you, Little Buster. All right. But yes, um, let's uh, let me bring up OneDrive because uh, my wife's she took almost all the pictures, and so her phone should be sunk. Let me go back to browser, and we were talking about this just before we went live. Here's the uh, entries for the next uh, giveaway, which is a fifty dollars gift sticker from Fun Again. It's a short list. There's only like 140 people on the list. I think that's because remember the secret word was shark. I don't remember yeah. why the secret word was shark. Now, oh, Shark Tale, the movie Shark Tale that I was yep. kind of which your, that your story, story is lost forever. <laughs> oh no! Oh, this is such a great story too. Yep. How I personally saved Will Smith's career in Hollywood. Yes. Um. But anyway, yeah. So sh the problem is me saying shark. I say the word sharp a lot. That is a very, uh, oh, it's a really sharp design. It's a really sharp game. And a okay. lot of people wrote in with the wrong name, made the wrong oh. game. Because oh. they heard me say sharp, thought it was shark, and said, oh, it's this game or that game or the other game. And like, nope, there was only one game where I very specifically said shark. And if you okay. thought I said shark when I said sharp, it's not like I'm going to say, oh, this is a really great, this is a really shark game. Or what a really right. shark design. I'm not going to say that. So, um... <laughs> Uh, we were going to do this today, but then we were talking, let's wait until the next R&R, &R, which will be, I think, the last Thursday of the month, a couple of weeks from now, to get yep. some more people. Although, if nobody else um, you know, signs up, uh, they're better than normal odds. But, yeah. Yeah. let me go over to OneDrive. Do, do, do. Yeah. OneDrive. And don't forget, folks, uh, if you are a subscriber here on Twitch, and you, you want to find out exactly what game uh, we were talking about uh, when we see the second word. You can just uh, DM or whisper uh, Richard, and he'll just tell you where it oh, is. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's totally. one of the benefits of subscribing. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe for free. So 
uh, you know, feel free to drop a sub and uh, you'll you'll learn where the game is. And, yep. uh, yeah, so we've got pictures coming out. You can nice. literally take money out of Jeff Bezos's back pocket and put it in ours. Isn't that? Yes. Um, although that's that's what, that's what Bezos wants you to do. But exactly. I'm not going to complain if you do it. Um, let's see. Here. <laughs> so, uh, right here we go. There's a lot of stuff. I you know, there's some videos right here. Oh, let me uh, let me do the eagle. Which one is it? Is it this well, one? Why don't, why don't we kick things off? Like, how was the trip? The trip how, how, yeah. was how absolutely was phenomenal. We were there for, I think, eight or nine days. Um, these pictures are going to be in reverse order because last in, first out. This was um, in the, a beach on the Nilchuk. There were some dead fish guts. There's a little bit over to the right. And there was an eagle right there. And Ooh. I grabbed Jen's phone. I say, I'm going to walk down. And I'm going to get a close-up of that eagle. And right now, I'm about 20 feet away from that eagle. And I'm literally on my knees, moving closer and closer. I will ultimately get within 10, 15 feet of this eagle. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just there and just not willing to move a muscle. And I wasn't sure if there was some kind of rule about, you you don't get too close to the Eagles or something like that. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to stand here. Eventually this Eagle will get freaked out by me and will fly away and it'll be really cool. I'll get a flyover. Oh, that's not the video where he did fly away though. Here it is. So yeah, I mean, you know, he and I just kind of sat there staring at each other for quite a while. (laughs) Come on, jump up. Wow, how cool is that? Yeah, very, very cool. Bald it's interesting, people. actually. Eagles wow. are like seagulls up there. At first, we thought, wow, this is amazing, until we just we seen our like 50th or 60th eagle. But this oh. one was particularly cool because I got so close, just walked right up to it. And he's just like, yeah, uh, this is my house, pal. I'm not going anywhere. So that he's he's pretty big. Oh, yeah, he's huge. Seagull, right? yeah. Wow, look at that. And there he goes. I was right there, flew right over my head. And there's Jen Whoa. off in the distance with her family, flew right over their heads. And you can see them filming it too so that was wow. cool that's not something that's you see cool. every day you know wow oh. that's amazing yep let's see uh some jen took some pictures from the plane here's our final mileage on the dash because what we did is we rented an rv uh because jen's been dreaming about doing rv living for like two or three decades ever since her parents retired when we were in our 30s and um started traveling the highways and byways and you know volunteering at campgrounds and stuff jen has always been in love with that idea and so uh this as much as it was about alaska and seeing all the incredible nature and the beauty of everything and all that there's three glaciers this is a slightly sad picture because they were talking about how yeah a few years earlier all three of these glaciers touched out in the middle of this bay and of course now they don't um, wow. And I was talking with wow. the captain. The captain of the boat actually took this picture to the skipper. Like, are you going to have a job in five years? Because those things are all going to melt up and you won't even be able to see them. It's like, yeah, we're going to have to redirect and go to completely different glaciers uh, that will still oh, be around. Because, wow. it, I mean, they see it every day. It's just disappearing right in front oh of them. God. But um, I was glad we uh, went. It was actually funny. This was me. Whenever Jen and I go anywhere, I just have long arms. I really need to buy a selfie stick, but I just try to do the <laughs> selfie thing. We couldn't quite yeah. get all three of them, and I was like almost falling over backwards. We were right next to the uh, the pilot's cabin, and he said, "Let me take that picture for you." And so he stepped out, and um, you know, we we got to talk directly to the captain, which was very cool. There's a bunch very of otters, cool. and um, this oh, this was me actually filming the coming soon for this very episode with a oh. gigantic glacier. This is the closest glacier we could get to. And it's very cool. Um, just, you know, total silence, except for people talking, but you could hear all the ice cracking everywhere. Really um, very, very amazing. 
Uh, we took a lot of pictures there. And um, it's interesting. I mean, you know, this was a ship with like, I don't know, two or 300 people on it. And once the ship stops moving, everybody piles out to get pictures and whatnot. So this is me standing on the bow when it's going at 30 to 40 knots because it's a, a fast moving catamaran freezing my ass off so that we can hold a space so that, hey, um, you know, we won't get muscle because we'd gotten muscled out of one of the earlier ones. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stand here and freeze to death um, so that we can wow. get our spot. Uh, you can't really tell, but it is very cold there. Let's so see. Were you on, was this like a day trip? Did you go there? Yeah, that was, uh, uh, that was out of Whittier, Alaska. We did a, uh, I think it's called t- 29 Glacier Tours. Although I don't know if they actually have okay. 29 anymore. Uh, while we were in Whittier, we stayed at a little campground. And this was a, one of the most beautiful streams I've ever seen in my life. Just oh, uh, on a little nature trail, right? We literally parked. This was almost the view from the window of our RV uh, oh where, where we ended up parking. This wow. was, yeah, Jen was just snapped some pictures. Okay, this actually was, you know, what, this is from up where we were parked looking down towards what? this little stream. Oh, And man. we, uh, we uh, just got to listen to the, the, the water all night to soothe us to sleep and stuff. I mean, Alaska is, you know, it is a stunningly beautiful place. There's no two ways about it. And, wow. you, know, the, you know, the Alaskan government, I mean, they know it's their bread and butter for a tourist. But, you know, they, they, just, they just make sure everything stays pristine and beautiful. This was our beast. This was just after, I mean, <laughs> right on the other side of those trees is the the river I was just looking at. And we wow. took this picture to have a picture of it. And also, we were very proud because we couldn't, I mean, the previous places we parked at, they had it in an angle. This one, we had to come in at 90 degrees. And just off screen over here was a gigantic boulder. So it was actually kind of tight to squeeze it in there. This was the toughest parking job we had to do the whole time. Okay. But we loved it. Wow. And did you, um, uh, did you and Jen uh, split driving duties? Did you, did you take one day? She took I another. drove originally the plan was I was going to be the only one. Cause it was like $30 per driver. And she said, okay. Oh wait, I'm not going to drive at all. I'm way too intimidated. But literally at the last second we said, honey, I, I just in case it's only 30 yeah. bucks compared to how much this thing costs overall and how much this vacation, just 30 bucks isn't going to kill us. Why don't you do it too? And then, so then I, when we got out, I drove us down to the local Costco so we could rendezvous with Jen's family who had a bigger RV and they were experienced. So we were kind of caravanning with them basically. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I drove there and there's another beautiful oh, stream in picture. Whittier. Just, just oh, very nice. Everywhere we go, just uh, you know, and you can see there's my arm, uh, our stand. I need to get a selfie stick so I can do better. But that, <laughs> that one worked out pretty well. They always end up being crooked because I'm always trying to, you know, hold right, the right. camera just so. Um, so oh, I drove what? to Costco, and the Costco was mostly empty. It was a gigantic parking lot. Just said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to try driving in here. This seems like a pretty safe area. I'm not really worried about hitting anything. And then yeah. she just kept driving, and she drove for almost the entire week. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, I hardly drove at all. <laughs> the oh, only that time. Is sweet. Yeah, thank you, um, uh, whoever just stickered. It was very yeah. sweet, um, Brenner. Yeah, so Jen, she got very comfortable very quick. And uh, yeah, this is me trying. Jen's like, get a selfie with the pictures in the foreground. I'm like, that's really hard. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to do it. Uh, yeah, these fireweed or whatever they're called. Jen really loved those. Um, oh, we went to a, you played Ark Nova, right? Yes. We oh. went to a place like Ark Nova. We went to a, you know, a, um, you know, a conservancy uh, place where we, you know, with all oh, wow. the beautiful environments for all the animals got up close and personal with a uh, grizzly bear. We're not sure if this was oh. a grizzly or a, just a regular brown bear, but we got really close to this thing. And it just had a huge, it must've had like an acre of forest. And we were so lucky when we went to this place. This is the AWCC, the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center. Um, and we spent like, 
four or five hours there, literally we came at the exact perfect moment. If we'd come 15 minutes earlier or later, that bear would have been in the woods. Nobody would have seen it. Um, wow. And that moose, wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten within literal spitting distance. Not that I spat at the moose or it spat at me, but uh, I really uh, communed with the moose. And, uh, you know, wow. so every, uh, I mean, this was, uh, there was kind of a bridge that just walked right underneath us. Oh, whoa. Yeah, so we were just like, uh, we, we could bear, almost touch. I think its name is JB. I think it was a brown bear, not a grizzly. But uh, but I'm not an expert. There was a nice little black bear off to the side. Oh, my, yeah. But the, the coolest thing at all, of, of all, um, is really kind of represented by this picture. Because this was just wow. on the side of the road. There was just a little pull-out, you know, photograph. And Jen pulled over, and she just took, I don't know, a dozen pictures of this. Because we didn't have to rush you know, living in an RV, we're not like, okay, we got to make, we got to make the most of this. We got to get to the next place. We've got our, and it's like, no, I mean, once you're on the road, you're free to just do whatever you want. And it's so relaxing. And so, I mean, we just got to hang out here. Actually, you can't tell. I am literally out in this field, just behind this tree. While Jen was taking pictures, I snuck down there so she could uh, get to, and like tried to surprise her. And I was up there. I was, I think there's a picture of me just waving, trying to get her attention because, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. There it is. All right. I'm down here. It's me. Oh. <laughs> um, because she, she didn't see in, uh, me. Someone in chat mentioned uh, Cascadia. This reminds me of Cascadia as well. Yes. Yeah, I guess this is the tip of Cascadia, right? Cascadia is basically yeah. the Pacific Northwest up into Canada. It's, it's like yeah. that whole area. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, this this um, this was, what was it called? This is uh, Turn Lake, I believe. We didn't come here for the turns, but for, you know, just this incredible. Wait, no, the mountain's out of focus. There's other ones. But yeah, these are these are the the most wow. amazing moments. Just you know, just stopping and and getting to ooh and awe ah over stuff like this. So I mean, all these pictures. It looks like you're the only ones out there. Were there a lot of people uh, out there? Um, uh, there were the first going? couple of days because we were actually there Fourth of July weekend, and on the Fourth itself, we stayed away from everything um, and just stayed in the campground. Yeah. And the campgrounds, because there's a lot of uh, forest fires, there's very strict no fireworks and no noise after 10 p.m. So we uh, we had a, a, a particularly excellent Fourth of July, which is to say we were completely unaware of it. But you know, if we'd <laughs> gone into any of the cities into Whittier yeah. or Homer or something like that. I'm sure there were fireworks aplenty, but that's just we. I mean, I, I stopped being interested in that when I was a kid, quite frankly. So, yeah, um, pretty much where we went, uh, oh. we were there. There were some folks, you know, and there were, um, you know, there's there's Jen and her sister and her sister's two kids. Her sister's uh. two kids who were pretty much as tall as me tower over their mom there. <laughs> hey, Zane and Zoe and Becky and Jen. Um, yeah. Lots of nature pictures, you know, uh, just really great stuff. Oh, uh, results of a beaver. A beaver had been here. Uh, oh, I was cool. working on that tree. We'll probably come back and finish the job. Oh, and here's what you'd often find me doing with my phone out, desperately looking for cell signal. <laughs> and that look on my face is what you normally saw. Like, well, nope. Once again, nothing. Nothing. This was at a campground. So could, could you only get cell signal when you're like near the major? Yeah, pretty much. When you're out on the okay. uh, the equivalent of interstates and yeah. um, at campgrounds, there was nothing. nothing uh, you you yeah. had to go into the major cities. Uh, this is there was uh, one of the people at the campground was like, you know, there's this hill over there, and when I got up there, I got two bars. I'm like, okay, let's climb up there. Okay. I got no bars. Uh, there, there are no <laughs> bars. Um, but that's okay. That was part of it, right? To yeah. unplug and get away, but. It's still kind of my job. Um, and yeah. I was still yeah. posting a few things here and there. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Jen, uh, this was in Homer. She was very, very keen on... Uh, th- these are steel. 
these these aren't bricks these are steel tiles that are oh. yeah, jen absolutely loved it we actually the this oh this is seward the seward community library and museum jen just saw a picture of this in some magazine we are going to seward because i want to see that building and you can't tell this whole side is um all this kind of purple and blue too depending on the angle but we're at a so it comes in brown uh yeah jen loved that wow. uh, pictures of us all goofing around all kinds of stuff um nice. yo know, and, and it goes on and on hey there was a moose just on the side of the on the side of the road a mama moose so and his cool. baby moose just getting a drink of water everybody just wow. stop and, and snap some pictures and um you know with, with the collar being tracked because they're you know they're paying attention yeah I, uh, this is not what we're here to do i, I mean I, I could do a bunch more but you get I the idea yeah. yeah so i mean obviously overall you love the trip and you're you know, looking at uh, uh, you're. I'm assuming you're looking at RVs now, and oh uh, yes, hopefully continuing adventures. That RV that you had, would that be the size you would want, or do you want to go bigger? Or that was a or? 25 foot. Okay, it was a little tight. It was interesting. Um, Jen's sister and her husband and their two kids, they had the next size up, which I believe was a 33 or a 35, and it okay. was so much nicer, um, <laughs> you know, than, than ours. But I mean, we got used to ours pretty quickly. Uh, we okay. played some games um, while we were I, I there on ask. our little yeah. RV table. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I would imagine what we would ultimately want to do is those were, you saw in the picture, those were type C's that are basically just big vans that have a bunch of stuff yeah. strapped on. We'd rather have the type A, which is basically a big bus with a bunch of stuff strapped on because you get, like, these huge panoramic views as you're driving around. And you get, we don't need that overhead bunk because we don't have kids. So right. we'd rather have more usable space. And so we always figured, you know, maybe if we were to get, you know, a, a high 20s, low 30s, one of those, and then get a smart car. When we lived in England, we actually had, you know, one of those little tiny two-person, four-two oh, yeah. smart cars. Get one of those, yeah. pull them around. That's kind of... Honestly, over the next couple of months, I wouldn't be surprised if we... Um, if, if there's going to be an RV show coming soon to us, we will probably go to it. And we will take a long, hard look. And we wow. will look at what prices are like. And we will think seriously about selling this to finance that because it was everything Jen ever hoped for. And I mean, the, the, the problems like, okay, yeah, you can hear everything from the bathroom. If you're using that bathroom, there's no privacy. Yeah. There's a door, but you hear it all. And, um, (laughs) but you know, we got used to that. We, we had that when we had done a safari in Africa anyway. So we were kind of used to that. And the, the, the space was a bit of an issue. Uh, Jen being nervous about driving was always an issue, but she very quickly got the hang of it. I was never worried about that because when I was a mailman back in my twenties, I was trained by the government to drive gigantic trucks. So yeah. If it's, you go up in size for the RV, though, don't you have to get like a different class of driver's license? There are, or? I mean, but when you're going up to the really big stuff, I don't, and I don't think uh, okay. either of us have any interest in doing like tour bus size things. Right. Uh, right. You know, we would okay. definitely want to not go above like the 35 foot at the most. I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you know, all the good stuff we talk about. I, I, I again, I love all the pictures. I love hearing about this and seeing it. What were like the biggest? What's the biggest challenge besides Wi-Fi? Uh, obviously, the Wi-Fi issue. Was yeah, the and of course that was and, that was specifically else. an issue in Alaska. I don't think it would be a problem in Idaho nearly okay. as much yeah, necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, it was the Wi-Fi. Uh, everything else. Okay. Um, let's see. Like obviously, you had no problem cooking and no. Uh, eating uh, and yeah, they, they had little and... ovens. Uh, the ovens were propane powered. Uh, you know, Jen very rarely uses an oven anyway. Pretty much, actually, what she uses is a Ninja Foodie, uh, which is like a little all-in-one pressure cooker, air fryer, um, sauteer, super device. 
And I mean, I imagine we would probably just take one of those. She would get it out when she needs to, run it off the generator. The thing had a built-in generator. Um, yeah. What really? Um, the the units we had, it was kind of a pain. There was a, you know, everything was designed to run off. You know, the 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 rig has a, a main battery that runs the engine, then a back a, a leisure battery. It's called, and really that leisure battery, which is a DC, is really only set up to charge phones and whatnot. So you had to flip an inverter switch that would then run an inverter so you could like power a laptop. And when you did that, okay. that leisure battery died very fast. There were a couple of times when, you know, because we didn't, all the driving we were doing was in their bigger vehicle because ultimately there were six of us and it was easier to pump all six of us into their vehicle rather than ours. So we did, we sometimes went like three days without driving, but I was still using a laptop and, but that, that wasn't that big a deal. It just meant we had to run the generator for a half an hour and then, you know, the leisure battery was recharged and we were good again. Um, okay. Space was an issue. Cooking wasn't really an issue. The microwave was so weak. Jen also, you know, Jen usually only uses a microwave just to warm her tea, and it was useless for that. She, um, we ultimately ended up buying a little used kettle, so Jen was just using that on the stovetop. So cooking was fine. Okay. In Alaska, oh my God, the mosquitoes! I've still got a few mosquito bites on me that have oh, wow. that are still lingering. Um, you might have seen in some of those pictures, I was wearing a citrus band the entire yeah, time. Yeah. We completely doused all our clothes in, I forget what it was called, penithil or something like that. Okay. We weren't using any DEET, so it, um, which is actually, I mean, if we'd used DEET, I'm sure we wouldn't have a problem at all. But Jen just didn't want to be all sticky and whatnot. Yeah. With stuff yeah. directly on our skin. So that was kind of annoying. I mean, Alaska has monster bugs. You get out of the RV and it's like you're just swarmed by, oh, what's the monster bug in this particular campground? Oh, wow. So, wow. yeah. That was kind of a pain. The first couple ones we stayed at, I mean, we did not, we we did we did not luxuriate in the woods. Um, we stayed in the RV, and if somebody had to go out to do something, shut the screen, shut the screen, shut the screen. You know, and you know, her, uh, Becky's kids were terrible. They would just like very languidly open the screen and hand oh, hang out, like shut the screen. What's wrong with you? Were you raised in a barn? Do you not see the size of these horseflies? These biting horseflies. Oh, oh my so that gosh. was kind of a pain, but wow, we kind of got the hang of it. Um, so this was the first time, the, your first vacation. How many? About six. We figured six about years six years. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, we we, we have. Got, I mean, I, I saw you at Dice Tower. Some people would consider that like a working vacation, going to get board game conventions, but a vacation yeah. that served no purpose other than just to rest and relax and to unplug. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was our first one we'd done in over half a decade, and it was absolutely amazing. And uh, uh, I don't mean to downplay Alaska. Alaska was amazing. But more than that, the freedom of living in that RV was unlike anything we'd ever done before. The closest, many, many years ago, we did a uh, catamaran cruise through the Aegean Sea. And we were on a catamaran with like two other couples. It was like a really big sailboat for about a week. And that was pretty amazing. Um, Wow. That was back when we were in our late 30s. So that was been like 15 years ago, I think. Maybe Maybe that was our... Was it? Was that? I, I forget. Maybe our fifteenth wedding anniversary, our twentieth anniversary. I know we've been married for thirty years now. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so so long, you lose track. Uh, right. So that was kind of comparable. But having the freedom, and more than anything else, as as many amazing things as we saw, the the coolest moments were when we were just like, "Hey, let's just stop and pull off and just look." Or Jen's favorite yeah. thing by far was, "You know what? I have to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to pull over and go to the bathroom right now." Wow. I don't have to hold it till we get to the next rest area yeah. or the next city or whatever. I, I can just, you know, that freedom, that freedom of the road was transformative. That's, oh, that's so cool. I, I, I'm so envious and I, I, the pictures were 
amazing and again like i said right before we went on air you just seem more you seem rejuvenated uh refreshed relaxed rejuvenated all the r words um <laughs> here on the r&r show uh, so that's great is there anything that besides that that freedom you're talking about is there anything else that you're taking away from this trip like are you thinking this is going to be in the near future for you and Jen? Do you th- do you feel like it's going to well, be Jen's, the Well, Jen's dream has always been to get a, a smaller RV than what we had and basically tour Europe. Uh, that was oh, one of the things okay. we always wanted to do. And in fact, when we lived in Europe, we had gotten a camper van. They had a pop-top. It was a Mazda Bongo imported from Japan because uh, British outdoor enthusiasts love the Mazda Bongo, which was discontinued in like 1997 or something like that. But there's this huge okay. industry of getting them refitted and refurbished and imported. And so we had gotten one of those. And um, you know, that's the first time we ever took a trip. It was to Mont-Saint-Michel in France. That was the first time we ever played a modern board game. That's why I picked up Pandemic to go on this week-long camping trip. Um, And we thought that was very cool, but I don't think we'd want to do it again in such a tiny little van. That, you know, compared to the relative luxury of the 25-footer we had. um, But, you know, what, what we had in Alaska worked great. It would never work in European cities. Where most roads are literally holdovers from ancient Roman cart (laughs) roads. Where often there are not two lanes. And there's barely what we would consider one lane here. So, I mean, I know there's like a whole other industry where, I mean, they are so much more aggressively focused uh, for European RV living on incredible efficiency of space and things within things within things and all of that. But they're also much more expensive than the ones you can get over here because, hey, America's big and we like our RVs big and it makes it easier to make them cheaper the bigger they get. So, I mean, that's ultimately Jen's long-term dream. Are we going to do an interim dream where we do, where we, uh, you know, because one thing, Jen, where we are in Southern Washington is great in the summer months. Oh, it's so beautiful here. But it is, you know, seven to nine months of just nonstop wall-to-wall gray drizzle overcast once you get into fall and winter, um, you know, and and, and spring, too. So Jen would definitely like to get the hell out of here during that time. So she's thinking, what about six months on, six months off? There Um, you go. Yeah, that kind of a thing. So we're talking about it. Uh, You know, nothing's going to happen immediately. Uh, You know, there was a lot of catch-up to do when I got back, obviously. And right. uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So something like that might be in the future, or maybe we'll just put it back on the shelf and, you know, this ticked the box and it scratched the itch for a while. And it's more of a long-term yeah. project rather than a short-term project. Right. There you go. You know, I mean, you yes, you were on the road there and you were enjoying yourself, but you still managed to put out content, which totally still blows my mind away. Yep. I mean, those your updates from, you know, out, out there in the middle of uh, Alaska were, were great. It was a nice little look at, uh, you know, seeing uh, what you were doing and, you know, if you do the six months on, six months off thing, you know, you could still do content. The thing is, yeah, I mean, a, a smaller game, I could play on those tables. Just, I mean, you know, and, and I could set up an overhead camera. I mean, I, I think it is definitely yeah. doable. It's trickier for Jen. That's actually one of the big things that's holding her back oh. is because she is really yeah. hitting her stride with um, gamerglass.art these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she loves her studio. She loves the work she's doing. And, um, you know, she doesn't necessarily want to put that on hold. And, yeah. uh, and honestly, uh, you know, when, when it gets really crappy here, the weather's bad, that's when she spends the majority of her time making glass and whatnot. And it would be harder for her to take her work on the road. She could potentially do it. So that's another thing to look into as well. Uh, you know, yeah. could she set up some kind of tent to, because she literally works with flame she has to keep the wind away from the flame or would she right, work right. inside I, 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's definitely something that will happen now. Before this, it was always, you know what, maybe someday we'll do it. Now it's definitely someday we will do it because we were both awesome. incredibly comfortable. I grew up on a boat. I grew up on a 42-foot steel hull sailboat. I, I lived a, a big portion of my childhood I mean, something similar. So I knew I was fine with it. So it was really okay. for her, and she is more determined than ever to make this a reality now. Oh, that's great. That's so nice to hear. Okay. Plus, well, we get to take the dogs, again. and if we, ha- if it's, if, yeah. if I'm there and the dogs are there, wherever that is, Jen is home as far as she's concerned. You know. That's cool. Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. That was an amazing story. Yeah, any and questions? I, I love all the or, pictures. You know what, There's- folks? If you have questions, we have to do an actual show here today. We're here to do a top ten. Um, so if you have any questions, by all means, let's hit them in the Q and A after we're done with the show. Please. Ask your question with a question mark at the beginning of the question. It'll go into a special queue. I'll be more than happy to answer more stuff. Ruel will be happy to talk about um, Maverick and um, yes. nine years. <laughs> Congratulations. That is Thank that you. is a Thank big you. deal. It, it is. And, you know, I, I can honestly say, I'm not just saying this, but I have loved every single year. I've loved every moment. You know, like any other couple, Michelle and I have, we have our ups and downs like yep. anyone else. But the ups far far outweigh the downs and you know we it was a really it was a simple celebration yeah. you know that's we just wanted to take some time off go see a movie and then uh we actually had a an additional celebration just the other night we went out to a new sushi restaurant near us had a wonderful dinner and just relaxed and then we spent time with our dogs so it, it was it was all good that, that's what it, it's the time that you spend with someone that, that's what uh, matters so uh, thank you for that. And I do want to thank everyone again. Uh, j- you know, while you were out, you know, Michelle and Monique and I played uh, Trick Draw. We had a great time yes. live streaming that here. That was, was a great a lot, video. Lot, it was so much fun. And it was really nice to have Monique here. It was the first time she was here at our house and in the studio. And we had a, we had such a good time. We actually, you know, after the we went off air, um, we went and just had a nice late lunch with her and oh, played cool. some games as well. So that that was neat. I gotta I gotta tell you real quick. Well, before you tell me real quick, scenes, I have to say, okay. welcome Book of Nerds Raiders. Thanks for the raid. Um, Thanks, you John. just you missed my um, pictorial tour of Alaska, but now we're yes. talking about what was Ruel get up to while I was off in Alaska last week. Please continue. Yeah, but welcome Thank Raiders. Thank you, Book of Nerds for the raids. Yeah, welcome Raiders. Uh, so now I'm chatting a little bit. About what um, was happening. So I wanted to share this one behind the scenes story. Uh, last week when uh, Monique from Before You uh, Played came over here, um, we played um, Trick Draw yeah. with Michelle. It was literally the second I press go live on the oh screen, God, yes, on the channel. <laughs> yeah. Behind the scenes, we've got like 10 minutes. So we have this you know, pre-roll. You can yeah. listen to the music. You see stuff. The dog, our pugs, Mookie and Meeple, came in here, started fighting or whatever. And they took down my computer desktop, fell down. The overhead cam came down, and the face camera came down. It was a disaster, Richard. And, I and this was, was during Mich- the uh, the ten minute countdown, right? During the ten minute countdown. So I was Michelle so you can't was, even was, check to see if you're trying to set stuff up if you're fixing it. Nope, because the, yeah. the countdown has to stay on screen. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was such. It was. I was totally <laughs> freaking out. I was this close, friends, to just calling the whole thing off. I was like, "There's no way." But Michelle was really. I, I impressed the heck out of Michelle and Monique. I, you know, oh, really? I, I put my. I put my calm face on. I took a deep breath. It's like, you know what? What's done is done. Now it's time to just fix everything. So I put one camera up, put the other one up. Wow. Redid the table. And with a minute or two to spare, we were good to go. We did wow. have to do some adjusting on air, but that's what the pre-show is for. You yes, know, we're of course. Talking with chat. Yeah, we're talking with chat, and I was able to fix stuff. And 
Oh my gosh. It was like, uh, it was insane. And um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, the things that we uh, do to get the show on the road and yeah. it's, it's Live. crazy, but it's yeah, it was fun. Totally. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We, we really did uh, legit enjoy that game. So folks, if you haven't already uh, go check it out. Uh, I'm sure there'll be links in the show notes um, to uh, trick draw. There's a, there's all kinds of great videos that were released during your, your time off um, <laughs> uh, up there in Alaska. So be sure to check those out. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see here. We've got, you know, we, we also have outstanding requests from people because if you, the oh, longer yeah. you watch, folks, the more Rotto points you unlock. If you look down at the bottom of your chat, somewhere down there, you can spend them on things. And people have requested stuff of us. We just spend so much time with that. I don't know how much time we have to do regular requesty things, but we feel like we should do yeah. something. You want to do a top three? You want to do a this or that? Or you want to do a rail ranks? Uh, you know, I, let's, let's do a, a top three. We okay, while, top so three from Nazgoth. I am marking that as complete. Audience, okay. here's what you need to do. This is participation time. Start suggesting topics that you would like to hear. The three greatest ofs. They could be games. They could be TV shows. They could be uh, uh, seasonings. Whatever you like. I'm going to start making a poll that you will vote in, and Ruel will give me your best suggestions. Let's see, new yeah. poll. What? Okay. So yeah, drop them in what? chat, folks. We'll keep an eye out. All righty, cool, cool, cool. Okay, um, cool. Right. Let's see. Um, I should Nascot. warn you, folks. If you want your choice to be chosen, it, the votes generally tend to go towards board game topics. Not always, yeah. but uh, you know, if there's a board game on the list, it'll probably be that one. But you know, I mean, sex whatever you like, and Ruel will be the first um, filter because he'll tell me some stuff, and then you folks will vote on what whichever. Uh, you know, yeah. once, once you got a few. All right. Here's a good one from Kabuki Kid. Top three games that you enjoy that are far outside of your usual likes. All right. Okay. Um, okay what do we call I like that? that? It's very short. Uh, games we shouldn't like. Okay, cool. Perfect. Nice. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, another one from Kabuki. Top three. Kabuki's done this three. before. Pre nineteen ninety board games. Ooh, pre nineties. Pre nineteen ninety. That's a all right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, from our friend Matt the Levy, he says top three pastries. All right, pastries. <laughs> Always a fun one. Mm -hmm. uh, let's Give me two see. more. Uh, two more. Um, uh, Goblin uh, says top three farming games. Farming games. All right, that's a good one. Okay. And oh, we're going to stick with the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know which one to go with. Uh, so we have a choice: top three reprints with new art, or the top three Tom Cruise movies. I, I'm gonna. I, I got to go top three Tom Cruise. That's movies. what I'm Just doing. Yeah. Top All three, righty. Tom Cruise okay, folks, you are going to have two Thank minutes you, to vote on this, and um, it should appear like above your chat and all that. If you are a longtime viewer, you can spend your channel points to uh, buff up your vote. You can actually spend bits to buff up your vote as well. Oh, dear. Look at that. It's off the screen. Let me fix that. All righty. Where do I need to go to do that? I need to hit this button. Then I need to hit this button. Then I need to click it. If I can click it. There it goes. And then I drag it up here. And then I cover up Ruel. All righty. But that's okay. Then that's we will good. just go to this view. And Ruel and I, in theory... Should oh wait, what happened? Oh dear, everything's falling apart. Oh. No, bring it back, bring it back, I'm bring it back. I'm still here. Wait, actually, did I even move it? I don't know what's happening. Everything's falling <laughs> apart. It's all falling apart. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's what I want. I want that, and there we go. So, uh, transition to that. There we go. All right, cool. Okay. 
Cool. So now people can see what they're voting on, and uh, I guess there's about a minute left. We will not be using the wheel today because um, we are going to wait. You folks, go to rnr.rado.com after we're done here. Watch the most recent from two weeks ago episode of the R&R because we are still taking contest entries to win a $50 gift certificate from Fun Again Games. You just have to find the secret word. And it was a shorter episode than normal. So, um, yeah, you, you don't want to miss out on that. That's Let's see right. here. That bugs me. That's just kind of floating off there in space. Can I grab it still? No, because I'm not in that mode anymore. Can I? No, I can't. Okay, I have to come back over to this. Like the and then I can drag it. There we go. That's a bit nicer. And then I switch cool. back to that and there we find okay so how is the voting going i wasn't even looking at that oh i haven't voted i've only got a few seconds click oh tom cruise Cruise is making a comeback i'm giving tom cruise i gave tom cruise one vote (laughs) wow it's a neck and neck race between games we shouldn't like and best uh, top three tom cruise movies. wow sorry pastries and farming games and pre-90s games tom cruise oh my gosh it won by three wow and one of those was me I need to. Uh, I, I want to look at the full list of Tom Cruise movies here. All right. Yes. To the IMDb, shall yes. we? Yes. Okay. okay. Hold on a second. All right. I need to go back to the browser. I need to get out of this mode because that's confusing me. IMDb Tom Tom Cruise. All right. Browser. 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 Okay. There we go. According to IMDb, he's been in fifty movies as an actor. That's it. A lot of movies. That's Honestly, I would have expected more, quite frankly. Huh. All right. As an actor, okay. as an actor. All righty. Well, obviously, Jack Reacher never go back. That We don't even have to debate that. Obviously. I'm going to tell you this one. I've never seen a Jack Reacher movie, so I have no idea what I'm missing. <laughs> Jack Reacher, the first one was actually okay, but the second one was... He should not. It's the the truth is in advertising. He should not have gone back for a second Jack Reacher. Quite frankly, um, I'm gonna, I've, I've got a I've got a surprise pick for yeah. one of mine. I'll tell you that right now. It's a movie I absolutely love. Man, I feel like we should start with let's be our number three. If if you'll if yeah you'll sure. Agree to well, it. What do you got? The movie Collateral. Him and uh, Ooh, Jamie and Fox. Jamie Fox, right? Yes. And that was that. I think that was directed by Michael Mann, if I recall correctly. Michael Mann, yeah. I'm a huge Michael Mann uh, fan. He did Heat uh, with De Niro and Pacino. Collateral, I think, is right up there. And, you know, it's one of those things. It it turned, it was a different role for Cruz. He was a bad guy. He yeah. wasn't the good guy. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx was outstanding yes. as a cabbie. But, boy, what what a turn of uh, characters for Tom Cruise. And he, I mean, he was br- ruthless, brutal. And just the movie itself. Okay, here's the thing. It's the, the way they shot it. Uh, and I love this about Michael Mann. He, it was almost like, I mean, not this scene, but... Uh, the the whole uh, the, I mean, the cinematography or whatever mm-hmm. just made LA look so beautiful at night. And yeah. it just I love how he captured that. Uh, so that's that's the one I'm going to vote for that I would love to see on this. Honestly, list. I don't have a problem with that one at all. I, okay, that is great, a phenomenal great. movie, and it's so yes. outside the box for him. You know, just like yep. a, a really tense little character piece between you know battle of yep. wits between these two people, and um, yeah, probably one that a lot of people have seen as well. Yeah, I I agree. That's a good call. I, I love that movie. I, I put you know, that in a three. A lot of he's been a lot of good movies. I'm looking at this like this is actually tough. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, okay. Okay. We're gonna go with Collateral. I think we okay. have to put one Mission Impossible in. Yeah. I, and if I, we're gonna I, put I one, know. which one? Just one. I mean, I, I've always been a sucker for the very first one, just because it kicked off the franchise and stuff. It's probably not the best one. Here's uh, the deal. I would say it is. 
You think so? Really? Oh gosh, yes. Huh? It is. Okay. Uh, it is just about flawless. Uh, and, yeah. and, and I mean, you know, I, I think all of them are good. Although honestly, yeah. I'm not that big a fan of the John Woo one, the second one. But uh, yeah, I, but, that one's disappointing. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was it was coming off of the best one of all. Uh, is it is it Brian yeah. De Palma? Directed Brian that? De Palma. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, it's it not, is. I would say yeah. it is by far the most iconic. Because what was yeah. it? It's a, it must be a thirty-year-old movie now, and people will yeah. still parody the um, breaking in with the pressure-sensitive yeah. floor thing. To this yeah. day, that is one of the most iconic moments in all of cinema. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. Oh, I, I, I'd be cool with that. I mean, we, we should so also probably do one of his early ones. What of his early films? You know, well, here's Baby the, Crew. Here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. Do we leave Top Gun off this list? Do we leave Jerry Maguire off this list? Do we leave um, The Firm off? Or A Few Good Men? I mean, he's done so many The Color movies. of Money. And, Color of Money. Yeah, Born on the Fourth of July. I mean, Rain yeah. Man. I, yeah, I mean, Rain Man. Oh, my gosh. This is hard. Wow. We, we, this yeah. was going to be easy until you actually looked at the freaking list. Yeah. Oh, and Magnolia, by the way. I guess I wouldn't consider Magnolia a Tom Cruise film. Yeah, that's more like an ensemble film. Yeah, right? exactly. Just, and, yeah. and he just has a small part, but he is absolutely yeah. amazing. I don't think yeah. anything he said in that movie is quotable on this show, so we will just <laughs> yeah. leave that be. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, one of his earliest roles, uh, Risky Business. I yep. think that was a terrific Oh, movie. yeah, I mean, that, that um, made him a star. And by the way, yeah, um, that was one. Collateral was not his first time as a villain. Taps. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. geez, Louise. Wow. I, I I don't think I've seen Endless Love, which apparently was his first film, but Taps. I've never seen that either. Really, um, you know, what was just such a breakout performance from, although really it was Risky Business. Risky Business. Uh, that, that one, put yeah. Oh, he was a, I forgot he was a legend. Okay, here's, okay, my all-time favorite cheesy top, uh, uh, Tom Cruise movie, Cocktail. Cocktail <laughs> was terrible, but I love that movie. I don't care what anyone I will says. never forgive Cocktail for giving us Kokomo. <laughs> Just actually saying it in before. my head is now emblazoned it in my head for at least a week. And I've been having nothing but sweet, sweet week of Sweet Child of Mine, Paradise City, um, you know, after having watched Thor Love and Thunder, which is basically a Guns N' Roses music video. Um, oh, nice. And now it's gone, just disappears because of Kokomo. <laughs> we'll get there faster and we'll take it slow because that's where we want to go. Oh, my Down gosh. in Kokomo. That's so, that's so funny. Um, a few good men. I I just thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, Michelle and I just rewatched um, that recently. It he, is a fantastic movie. Um, but yeah. I, you know what? I'm not going to say that's a fantastic Tom Cruise movie. That is a fantastic um, Aaron Sorkin right. movie. You know. I, I. You know what? Yeah. I. I would. I would agree with that. You're right. Um, Jerry Maguire. I mean, people it's hard to say no to Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire really is just is. about perfect too. You know. And again, you also. Me. You know, you, yeah, had, you, you had me at hello. Um, you know, in, in yeah. terms, I mean, help me help you. Help uh, me help you. <laughs> you know, I mean, so again, just so, I mean, I have become part of of lexicons the world round. Yeah. Um, oh. I really loved okay. War of the Worlds. If I'm honest, I know that one didn't get as much love. Oh, it Tropic it, Thunder but... again. I mean, God, that was amazing. But again, he's just got a, a quick walk on role for that. Yeah, I would just call that like a cameo for him, basically. Yeah uh eyes wide shut i actually watched that a couple of times i i'm still sort of weirded out by it <laughs> you kind of had totally to yes. understand it yeah but that's stanley kubrick totally over my head but um oh my oh gosh man. oh it's rumored that there's going to be a sequel to live die and repeat or as it what? was known in the theaters edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow really oh. wow that's cool interview right. with a vampire a great vampire movie if you're into that um Okay, so what do we have? We have right, I, I, I think we can't. We, we, we have to give it to Jerry Maguire. 
Jared I am Bar. totally okay. down with Collateral. And are yeah. we going to go with the first Mission Impossible? You know what? I just you're talking about that iconic scene when he's you know hanging by the the threads there yes. over the uh, thing. I it's it's been so influential. Why not? And yeah, I, this is can you believe it, folks? We're talking top three Tom Cruise movies that it doesn't include Top Gun, doesn't include Rain Man, doesn't include uh, a few good. I mean, so many. Well, I even liked The Firm. I thought he was great in oh, The yeah, Firm. Oh yeah, The Firm was, I, well, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, totally. He was terrific in that. Yep. But okay, we've done it. I would say okay, we have made the definitive wow. once and for all list, and I'm sure no one will disagree at all. <laughs> at all. Yeah, let us know, folks, what your favorite Tom Cruise movie is. Uh, we've got a bunch of these in chat. I, I love it. A few good men. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot. He was in Vanilla Sky. Wow, I forgot about I have to admit, that I one. barely remember Vanilla Sky. That is something that I would another... like to see again. But I, yeah, I, 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 I really... I it did not leave another a strong one. impression with me. Mm-hmm. Uh was he? In, oh wow, he was. I forgot. Far and away. Um, oh, remember that? Far that is away? by far my wife's favorite Tom Cruise movie. She loves Far oh. and Away so much. Nice. I've no, I've, I've, I've no wish to fight you. Uh, <laughs> that is one of her favorite quotes. Um, nice. uh, yeah, I mean, Far and Away is. I mean, you know, a Ron Howard movie. It's wonderful. Um, yep. Yeah. Wow, so many good. He's he's done a lot. Of good I I could be uh, talked out of, of Jerry Maguire. There's a lot of things I think we could switch in there, but I'm I'm totally yeah. down with Collateral and Mission Impossible. Quite frankly, okay, I yeah, really those am. two. I feel like I, I mean Collateral for me. I just I feel like that's so like overlooked as far as yeah. Like, he's on all these big blockbusters and stuff, but I think he was so good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad we agreed on those. Uh, you know what? You could I could make a ah oh, man. Top Gun was so iconic. If we're talking iconic movies, come on. Yes, Top of course. And, yeah, I mean yeah. It's, it's, We've made it's our a, choice. It's a great, we're, we're, is it a great movie? It's a great popcorn movie, but is it a great oh, yeah. movie? You know? Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely a great popcorn movie. I, I'll give and you there, that. And I, know, I don't mean to disparage that, but I, yes, I would say Collateral yes. and Mission Impossible are great movies. And I would say yeah. Jerry Maguire is a great movie, in addition to being a great romantic comedy and a, an ensemble drama yeah. piece and all that. But it's, I just, you know, I, I think it goes above and beyond uh, a lot of his stuff. All right. I but, agree. We are here to actually talk about board games. And oh, that's um, right. <laughs> that took a bit longer than I thought. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we're getting, coming up on the hour. So we, we yeah. got a show to do. Why don't we uh, get to that? And we can always come back and chat a little bit more with the audience. Okay. Well, we you can chat do. now because I just realized okay. I totally forgot to set up my um, screens and whatnot. So I need to oh, do okay, that. Cool. So right, check so out. Uh, gonna, tell, Find out how much everybody hates us now because of our okay. list. Let's see. So what are, what are people saying here? Legend, yeah. Uh, Kabuki Kid, uh, Tom Cruise with extra long hair. Uh, his real hair, too. Uh, Vanilla <laughs> Sky, I need to watch that again. Um, Devil's Advocate. Oh, no, that was the Keanu Reeves movie. Uh, Goblin rewatched it. It's like The Firm with a twist. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally uh, remember that one. Devil's Advocate, um, isn't that Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves, yes. Yeah. Uh, with Al Pacino. And, yep. You know, it, it's, it's sort of silly, but... Um, oh, some, Ruckus mentioned Seven. That movie, wow, that that was uh, pretty intense. I, I remember that one with uh, Morgan. Okay, Freeman. they've apparently moved away from Tom Cruise centric. Yeah, they're just they're, they're talking, talking about. We like movies. Now. Let's talk about movies. Yeah, let's see. Anyone Which else? Is cool. uh, I'm trying to see if anyone else had some love for uh, Collateral. I don't see many uh, comments on Collateral. Oh, Minority Report, another fantastic movie. Wow, we, we forgot that really one too. Good. Yeah. So people were talking about Mission Impossible Three, Tropic Thunder. Oh, the Tropic Thunder cameo. Always uh, fun. Uh, but yeah, he's done so many fantastic movies. Oh, no, no, no. I, I got to give it up to him. 
Um, let's see, Rock of Ages. I did. I never saw Rock of Ages. I, I feel like I should. Wait, was he in Young Guns? No, uh, I think I saw it. He he just had like a little walk on part. He was oh okay, yeah, he wasn't one of like the that main in some people. scene. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay. Cool. So, hey, let me ask you a question. Back to the browser. Um, yeah. ba, ba, ba. Oh, okay. oh, let me um go to before I do because uh, I'm setting stuff up, which I should have done before we ever started. Coming back to the browser. Um, do you like Board Game Geek Normal White? Because, I mean, obviously, th- these are... Oh, folks, we're going to be doing the top 10 games we're most anticipating for the rest of the year. We're at the halfway mark of the year. We talked, hey, do we want to do kind of like a retrospective, best games so far, or best games we're looking forward to? And we also decided best games we're looking forward to. So none of these games have videos or anything, so we're just going to be on Board Game Geek. Um, but what do you think? Should we, uh, you know, here's just what a uh, game looks like in the normal white version or my special plug-in black version? Ooh, you need a special plug-in for that? Yes, it is. Board Game Geek does not support night mode. I have oh, a man. little uh, Chrome plug-in. What's it called? It's excellent. Dark Reader. And I just have a dark shortcut. Reader. So any page, I can just switch back and forth from regular to uh, to dark. Do so you think we look okay, like this? I'm, yeah. All right. I, I, I love the die. I'm always down for dark one. I, I just added it to Chrome as well. Thank you for that. Oh, it's it's excellent. It works really nicely. Um, so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dark dark mode. Nice. Yep. Cool. Okay. All right. Then Sweet. I don't need you. Then okay. I think I'm ready to go. Uh, if the audience yeah. is ready to go and you're ready to go, we can talk about. We can do our regular show. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, one okay. final oh, check. But we need a secret word. No, we don't. We have no contest no, today. There's no yeah, pressure here. But yeah. I mean, I have no sponsor because you folks are the sponsor of this show. You unlocked it with your support of the show. So we do not need a secret word. So that's one less thing we have to worry about. There's nothing on the table. Um, yeah, then we're just ready to go. We just say, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, and we will say, by the way, folks, check out episode 45. The contest is still open there. You have to find the secret word there. But there will be no secret word today. We're just here to talk about the games we are excited for the rest of the year. Um, did you go most predominantly with the previews? Or how did you... I- yeah, I just went to those uh, two preview lists, the Gen Con. Oh, okay, you just SM. relied on that entirely. That's it. Uh, there's one. I, I'm sure you can guess which one. There's one game that I didn't see on there, but I, I'm. I know it's coming out this year, and yeah, I know which I'm, one it is. Yes, you know what. And one I was it surprised is, yeah. it wasn't on the list, but I know it's coming. Me too. I was yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. The heck? But, yeah, whatever. I did the same thing because I felt like okay. Um, for folks who don't, I guess we'll talk about this a little bit in the show. What yeah. what are we actually basing this on? Okay, so we'll do that in the show. We don't have to do this ahead of time. Then the only okay. thing we have to do before the show itself starts is we have to let people destroy themselves and each yeah. other in an ba, ba, epic ba, ba, battle ba, ba, royale. Ba, ba, ba. Good luck, everybody. All righty. So, oops. Uh, battle royale. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right. The Battle Royale begins. And I just closed the list. Of course I did. <laughs> Open it again. Fortunately, I have a shortcut for it, so that's fine. Okay. How are we doing? Streaming avatars. 
All right. A.G. Fox is gigantic. Snake Fliskin is oh. lording over everyone, um, but immediately throws down with Lord of Cardboard, and Lord of Cardboard stands his ground. It's an epic battle of Titans, the um, uh, uh, David and Goliath situation, but they split up, and A.G. Fox gets the health pack. It's good to be the big guy in town, but he is surrounded by Andrew and Goblin and Varian X, and they t- uh, tag team to take him down very quickly. And then Nazgoth shows up to the party, but a little late, is taken out by this unstoppable trio Andrew Scott oh but now Andrew moves out on his own with his plunger of doom and throws down with Kabuki Kid Andrew Scott is unstoppable he's got 50% health he is definitely the odds on favorite but Radrus and Varian Hex are teaming up but Andrew still can't be stopped now he throws down with A Rising oh finally his reign of terror is over it's down to Feldfan and new fighter AA Rising AA Rising um throwing down with an old favorite but Feldfan was unstoppable Bell fan. The winner. Well done. Okay. Cool. That was fun. Felt man. <laughs> and y'all are been regenerated. You're back. Yes. Oh, and uh, AA Rising's just resubscribed. I'm sorry, AA Rising. I guess I just haven't noticed you before. Apparently, you've been with us for six months. And you came oh. in number two. Almost nice. made to the top. Thank you for resubscribing. Thank you, 4S, for subscribing as well from the uh, raid. Oh, that was good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Then it is time to get this party started. We need to put that banner on screen. We need to warn everybody that we will not be looking at stuff. Okay, folks, we're about to do the show. Um, Because we haven't played any of these games, this is a lot of supposition, I imagine this will be a quicker show than normal. You know, probably 30, 40 minutes, right? That's what I'm thinking, too. Yep. Which means there should be time afterwards for some Q&A. So if you have any questions about anything, Tom Cruise... Alaska <laughs> or pugs. Those three topics. That's all you get. There you go. <laughs> any, any of those topics, please start your question with a question mark, and we will that will add it to a queue so we can do a QA section at the end. Although the other thing we'll do is, oh man, Ruel, I I mean you know, this list, five of mine are or five are mine, five are yours. Uh-huh. I had what? Twenty-one that I wanted to talk about that I had to oh, whittle wow. down to freaking five. Wow. Okay, yeah, I had I, I stuck to my ten. I, I just stuck to the ten, but then I whittled it down to five. But there, I'm, I know there are a few more that I could talk about as well. But okay. I'm well, assuming the, a few of mine are going to be on your list. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm sure there'll be some overlap. I'm yeah. confident there will be some. And yeah. um, so, folks, after we're done with the show, we'll uh, talk about a few more. That's the benefit for being here um, for the show, for the for the extended, for the super show. And, uh, and then we'll do some Q&A afterwards. Sound good? Sounds good. Let's do All right, this. one more sip. Mm. Same. All righty, where did the <laughs> there it is box cover? <clears throat> and this is episode forty six. I mean, let me, uh, let me just double check that just to be sure. R and says the most recent episode is episode forty five. Yep. Okay, so it's episode forty six. <clears throat> right, and we oh we don't have a sponsor, right? So That's what do right. I say? How yeah. do I open this? Our uh, um. Our friends and our, our hey, friends in chat. There you go. Okay. Very good. Okay. <clears throat> <sighs> hey, everybody. This week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you 
by you. Thank you very much for supporting the show. This is a bonus R&R that has been unlocked by people subscribing on Twitch, uh, buying Rotto merch, becoming members on YouTube. All that stuff adds up to occasionally unlock a bonus because the R&R show is a monthly show, but we're getting to do a bonus one thanks to you folks. Thank you very much for all your support. And hello. And hello, Ruel. How are you doing, man? Good, Richard. Thank you again, uh, friends, for uh, unlocking this bonus episode. It's super excited to be here because yes. it is a bonus episode. Uh, you know, we normally do a monthly show, but thanks to you all, we get to do it a little more than monthly. And anytime I get to hang out with Richard is a good time in my book. Uh, <laughs> Richard, you look rejuvenated, refreshed, and relaxed uh, thanks to your uh, week-long, or actually over a week-long vacation now yes. uh, up there in Alaska, correct? Yep, yeah. Uh, Jen and I had an amazing time. Uh, we rented an RV. We spent, I think, I think it was either seven or eight days on the road, then plus travel back and forth. So it was the first vacation we'd had in six years and maybe one of the best vacations we've ever had, period. We had a great time. And if you're just watching the R&R show, folks, what are you doing? Did you not know there's an R&R extended edition um, where you can see, in addition to the top 10 we're about to do, which I'm very excited to hear what Ruel comes up with, we talk about a bunch of other stuff. And I did a little slideshow tour of some of the highlights of our show. So if you want, you can hit that eye in the top right corner of the screen to check out the extended version of the show or if you just want the games um james then you're in the right place because we're about to talk about our 10 most anticipated games that haven't come out yet for the remainder of 2022 yeah yes. that's it so folks uh be sure to you know click on those show notes go watch the extended show you're going to see some amazing photos that um uh, richard took and i you know i loved hearing all about the story so go check that out uh, on the extended edition but Yes, we are here to talk about 10 games, folks. 10 games that are going to be coming out sometime during this year that we're super excited about. I know the ones I've got. Um, I cannot wait to play them. And I'm going to give you a little spoiler, folks. Yeah. I've actually played one of them, Ooh, but in okay. a prototype form. Okay. okay. So that's coming up real soon here. Anything else we got to take care of business-wise? Well, we I mean, of course... In? Uh, caveats, of course, you know, things happen. These might not show up before the end of 2022. But to make this list, what we did is we went on Board Game Geek uh, and checked out the Gen Con preview and the Essence Spiel preview because that's full of a bunch of games, hundreds of games, that the publishers are confident will be at those conventions. So we sorted by not uh, no, games for sale, not for demo, games, not expansions, and we really used that as the basis for our list. So we're relatively confident you should be able to get your hands on these. That meant there are some games that I think are coming out this year that aren't on this list because the, the publishers have... If, you, if you're not confident you're going to make it by Essen, I'm not confident you're going to make it by the end of the year. So there are some games we could have talked about, but they didn't quite make the list, right? Yeah. How about you? Yeah, there, that, that is correct. Um, and uh, you'll, I mean, you'll hear about it. Um, now, speaking of our extended show, folks, if yes. you watch the extended show, sometimes we also talk about the games that didn't make our list. So you mm -hmm. get the 10 here, but during the after show, you may hear about a bunch more. So uh, be sure to click that link and uh, check out the extended show. Yeah. Also, um, you'll hear about even more if you are a YouTube member or a Patreon subscriber of the show, because my monthly ramble this month is going to be a Gen Con preview, where I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to scour through that entire uh, Gen Con preview list. Hundreds and hundreds of games. Talk about the ones to get, the ones to demo, the expansions, all of that. So that'll be coming too if you're a member on YouTube or a Patreon subscriber. But that's all for the future because we are here now. We are ready to talk about 10 games. And are you ready with number 10? I'm ready. So here we go. Our top 10 most anticipated games 
for the rest of the year. Okay. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna start things off with a fun one. Uh, our number ten is Bigfoot Roll and <laughs> Smash. I mean, how could you not love that name, right? I mean, <laughs> Bigfoot Roll and Smash, and that's what it is, uh, folks. Bigfoot is a, a well-known. Um, a monster truck, and I've never gone to a monster truck rally. I've never uh, had no interest in it, but this game makes me want to go to one. Uh, you are playing; it's a, a programming game, so you're Ooh. gonna be programming. Yeah, you're gonna be programming these monster trucks to go around the track. And you're gonna hit obstacles, and you're going to um, go around trying to get the most victory points by being the most de- destructive giant monster truck that you can. And while you're do- at it, you're gonna try to mess with your opponents by throwing obstacles in their way, you know, hazards and whatnot. And, of course, you got to do it in, in style, right? Uh, you have to smash them up in style. Right. Um, I actually got... Uh, I, last year, they had announced this. Uh, this is by XYZ Game Labs. They had announced this actually and gave us a really small preview of it. Uh, but it is, uh, according to the website, it's going to be uh, available at this year's Gen Con. And the thing that really makes me excited about this, uh, Richard, is the designers, Rob Huber and Brendan Riley. Okay. I think we've we both played their previous design, a game called Titania Ascending, uh, the oh. Roll and Write game. This is their next game. This is not a roll and write game, but this is their next game. And Titania Ascending, folks, was outstanding. That was a great roll and write. So I'm excited to see what they're going to uh, be wow. doing this, this game here. Bigfoot, roll and smash. That's our number 10 of our <laughs> most anticipated games for the rest of the year. I will be honest. I thought this was literally a joke entry of yours. But, <laughs> really? um, wow, you really... I mean, I was not interested in this at all, but I really love programming. But, okay, yes. you, 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 you undersold the most important thing. Where's a picture of it? The dice! Look at these yeah, dice! dice. Yeah. They're gigantic monster truck tires! <laughs> How does that even work? So I guess you roll them and they roll... Wow! No, yeah, I'm not sure. Now, I don't know if these were just prototype. I'm assuming these are Yeah, this is all prototype. You can tell these are like prototype um, yeah. miniatures in, in Yeah, I'm pictures. not sure how they're going to do If it's going to be Kickstarter, or I don't know if this is going to be like a deluxe version or whatnot, so I wasn't really sure. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still, I, I love the designers. I love their first game, so I'm excited to see what they do with this one as well. I do agree. Titania Rising is fantastic. And is, it looks like this is direct to retail. There's no reference on Board Game Geek oh, about okay. a Kickstarter campaign coming. So, uh, cool. is this one coming to Gen Con? That, that's from what I understand. That was on the Gen Con preview, Gen Con. so on definitely list. one to check yeah. out. And yeah. honestly, Ralph, this is why I am so happy you are here, because, man, I, I, I did not even give this a first thought when I was right? going through the list. Like, okay, let's move on to the next one. But, yeah. geez, there's some surprising stuff going on there. I like it really a cool. lot. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. So that's our number 10, folks, Bigfoot, Roll, and Smash. All right, let's that's very, on. very cool. Now let's move on to number nine, um, one that I am very, very excited about and I think will be a little bit less surprising if anybody's familiar with the kind of games I tend to go for and the publishers and designers I tend to gravitate towards. Number nine is uh, Lofoten. Or Lofoten? I'm not really quite sure how to pronounce it. It is a game in which two Jarls of Lofoten, which will be the most skillful. It's from Pearl Games, one of the most consistently reliable publishers in the industry. Because it is uh, basically all their games are generally the output of three really good friends, uh, Javier Georges, Alain Orban, and Sebastian Dudargin. And they often work together on games. Occasionally, they publish their own designs. This one is from Sebastian. And Sebastian is a phenomenal designer. And, you know, he works with his two companions quite a bit. But uh, it's very rare that he'll put out one of his own standalones. Um, Probably his most famous is Deus, which is easily one of the greatest card special power engine building games of the last decade. It is 
a criminally overlooked game. It is absolutely brilliant. And so Sebastian is getting back. There aren't very many pictures, unfortunately. Right. Um, yeah, but he's getting back into this two-player. Hmm? Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask if you could share a picture or whatever. Uh, there's, well, there's, um, yeah, there, there's the box art, which is nice. And there's it's, uh, it's some images. The, uh, screen right now? Sorry. Uh, oh, oh, hey, how about I do that? Another reason I'm happy you're here, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Let's put that on screen, shall we? Oh, cool, cool. So there's there the go. box art. Here's what the um, Vikings look like. I think this is the same artist they used years ago on the Bloody Inn. Looks oh, very, very okay. similar. But here's a prototype of the game. And I look at this and I say, what is going on? What is this player board I've got? Here's Whoa. the deal. Um, this is not a Viking pillaging game. This is a Viking engaging in peaceful exploration and trade game, which I very much appreciate. And I guess the the name of the game is coming into ports, uh, trading goods, loading them up on your four different Viking ships. And this player board you have has slots that you slip things into, and it rotates as well. So... I don't know how that works. The description on BoardGameGeek promises a very unique hand management system. And again, if you've played Deus, that's uh, th- you know, that's not just empty hyperbole. That's not just marketing speak. Sebastian Dujardin is an amazing designer. Deus is one of the best modern card games there is. So if he's doing something really new and interesting with rotating play- personal player boards um, in a peaceful Viking exploration and trade game, I want to play this game. Um, I'm very, very interested. So often, two-player games just have to devolve down to, okay, who can beat each other over the head the best? Um, so whenever there's a dedicated two-player game that is about peaceful exploits, I am definitely there in the first place. And then when it's Sebastian Dudarzin, one of the uh, best designers for working with one of the best publishers in the industry, I, I cannot help but want to seek out number nine on the list, Lofoten. Wow, that looks really cool. I, this one totally flew under my radar, mm. so I had no idea about this game. It just, for whatever reason, I, I missed out on it, but that looks fantastic. Yes. I, I love that player board. Like, I'm interested to see how the heck what that is going to work. It looks like right? you can pop yeah. the, bo- the boats in and out. Yeah. It rotates. It might have multiple levels of slots. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking, that's the first thing I'm thinking. It. Yeah, like, do you, like, rotate and, like, one part of the card gets covered by another one? Like... Oh, yeah, that looks really neat. Really they're, they're, they're playing their cards literally. Coach their chat. Lofoten is a game for two players with innovative card hand management and a rotating uh-huh. board. And the rest nice. is just, um, you know, uh, thematic uh, yeah. setting uh, text. Great so choice. that's all we know, but okay. I must have it, my precious. Yes. Okay. okay here's, What's number eight? Okay, let's move on to our number eight. Great choice for number nine. This is one I must have as well because one my all-time favorite designer has come out with he comes out with games all the time. This one's called Longboard by Reiner Knizia. The surfing uh, this, game? The surfing game, believe it or not. Uh, now, I don't know about you. When I think surfing, I think Reiner Knizia. Of course. <laughs> okay, not as really. do we all. Of course, um, as we all do. But this one is from uh, publisher 25th Century Games, who just came out with a fantastic new version of his classic Raw. Uh, so this is a new game, but just looking at it, it, it gives me vibes of Lost Cities, one of his mm. all-time great games. Uh, it's a two-to-four-player a two to four player game. I'm thinking for a two-player game, I'm sure it'll work just as well. But you're just trying to create the coolest and longest surfboards in your little surfboard shop, which is your tableau. Okay. And um, like other classic Kinesia designs, it's very streamlined. You're going to take two, two of three actions. Um, you can 
add a card from the deck to your uh, tableau. You can take a card from your tableau and start, uh, I mean, from your supply and start, you know, on your tableau building more surfboards. Or, and this is a nice little twist, you can take a card from your opponent's supply. Oh. And then, uh, you, you know, sort of, you know, me either mess with them or help yourself. Uh, all the different surfboards have different stickers that are uh, different point values. And you're going to go until you have at least one complete surfboard, longboard, that's seven or more cards. And then you have the choice. Richard, you can end the game right there, or you can continue until the deck runs out. So this, like, it could be ending right here or there. You can try to get more points by extending the game until all the cards are out. Um, I, I just to me, it screams classic uh, Kinesia design. Yeah, yeah, very with, much so. Uh, you know, partnered with 25th Century Games, all of their games, folks, are the highest quality components and artwork and stuff. So you and uh, designs to me, as well. 20th yes, century and, games for the last yep. few years has been on a tear bringing out a, a tear. Yes. wonderful wonderfully designed game after game after game yeah winner after winner and i think this is another winner winner chicken dinner i mean <laughs> you have reiner kenitsit you have 25th century games to me that's a match made in gamers heaven yeah that's why it's number eight longboard wow that is two for two things that i saw on the list and said Keep on going, because I'm a Euro <laughs> snob. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I, you, you know how much I love Kinesia, and you know the fact that he's partnered with 25th Century Games, I think is a good thing uh, all around. Cool, cool, cool. All right, well, let's move on then to number seven. Uh, you love Kinesia. I love designer Bernd Eisenstein, and wow. he's bringing a new design for us called Discordia. Yes. And so this is a civilization building game. Uh, you know, Burned uh, is the uh, you know little independent publisher that could. He's been putting out games under his label Iron Games for years. Peloponnese is still in my top ten favorite games of all time. I absolutely love that stuff. And um, this looks like a much prettier and fancier production than we have seen from him. Normally his games are brilliantly designed, but just like a little. A little dry and dusty looking, but this one looks yeah. very bright and vibrant and colorful with really nice looking, um, you know, components and whatnot, and a really great combination of mechanisms I absolutely love. The core driver of the game is every round, three dice come out of a bag and get rolled. The lead player gets to take one of the three and use that to activate actions. And these actions are do tiling to create um, connected worker placement boards, spaces, or do the worker placement or do various and us under other things. And so it combines worker placement and tile laying to build the workers and dice drafting. I love all of those things. And I love Bern Eisenstein. I love Iron Games. And um, after I've chosen my one die, the two that are remaining, all the other players get to pick from them as well. So it sounds like the draft is very interesting also. This is going to be one that is available, like always, uh, Bern brings his new stuff out at Eschen Spiel. And it would, if I were there in uh, Germany, it would definitely be one I would see seek out uh, because his designs they tend to fly under the radar and for my money they tend to be some of the coolest most interesting and innovative things that come out year after year and so i am very very interested in number seven discordia yeah this one i'm interested to just because the uh of what you're talking about iron games the ones that i've seen at least uh pen pandaria or pandoria 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 and Pact, which was like a card version of that mm -hmm. game, or from that in that world, they tend to be sort of like darker, like uh, like you said, a little. The art wasn't 
Uh, it didn't pop as much yeah. as Discordia does. So I'm I'm really interested to see this one. Uh, yeah, he does some really clever things that do tend to fly under people's radars. Yeah. So hopefully this one is the one that sort of like, you know, launches him to, into a, a bigger audience, hopefully. Fing uh, hope, fingers crossed, yes. Yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, great choice. Let's move on to number six. This one I played in prototype form, folks, uh, but I love it. It's called Ready, Set, Bet. And this is going to be ready, and you're going to be able to set bet as well at Gen Con from AEG. Uh, designer John Lee Claire, one of my favorite designers of uh, modern times. Fantastic game, folks. I played this pro prototype not once, not twice, but thrice. And er every single time, I kid you not, every single game always becomes this shouting in a fun way shouting match you're trying to get your horses across the finish line in the order that you want because you're, you're placing bets in real time oh so one, yes that's the twist someone is placed doing the horses rolling the dice the horses move along there's a couple little special abilities too that come into play but as you're doing it you have to be able to bet and you know only one bet per spot so if you think the number three is horse is going to win you better bet on that one real quick before someone else does and Oh, it's so good because of the special abilities. Uh, each race evolves. So the first race is pretty straightforward. Then the second race, you're going to have a, a couple of extra different bets come out. And there's special things that for the number two horse and the number 12 horse, those numbers may not be rolled as much, but they travel a little further every time they get rolled. And then if you have doubles that are rolled, you're going to move twice. Uh, oh, it's so good. I didn't, honestly, I wasn't sure if this would work, but every time I played, it's so much fun. I'm seriously How does like, it work? So is there one player who's not playing the game because it's their job just to update the horses? Now they have a, they actually yes they do but then they have a version uh, a variant where that horse that player can still participate oh, in really? the betting as well. Yes. Okay. And there there's also an app so you can have the app run the horses while everyone plays along. Nice. Oh, I for my money again just prototype four and I played it for my money it's going to be the best party game of this year bar none wow. because it's a party game that really it, it's the closest thing to gambling you'll ever have without risking a penny because uh, there <laughs> there's times it, it's so much fun Richard like uh, Michelle and I love, she actually got to play with it one, with me one game and we loved it it was like oh this is gonna be such a hit with our families uh, you're you know you're shouting you're betting. Uh, but there's enough here for gamers as well because there's strategy as far as which ones you're going to target and which abilities you're going to use, which ones you're going to keep from game to game. Oh, it's so good. That's why it's our number six, folks. Ready, set, bet. Wow, that. I So that is three for three games that I saw and I just walked right past, did not appreciate what they're doing. Yeah. Oh my you know, gosh. I, th this one, uh, to, according now I play this at uh, higher player counts, five, six, and okay. seven. According to the box, it plays two to nine. So I'm really interested to hmm. see how they two, did the means two it must version. you must have to reuse the app then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, but, but that still makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if the app totally, is, right? I mean, yeah. we we can we can have a rough guess as to how these horses are doing and how the yeah. dice are going to roll. I can yeah. wow, and from John so Declare. Um, yeah, John Declare kills it every time. I know, especially when he's working with AEG. Jeez, Louise, yeah. love it. Nice. So excited about this one. All right. Okay. Well, folks, this is the episode where Ruel comes up with all the really off-the-wall amazing <laughs> things that I had completely foolishly ignored, and I kind of stick to my tried-and-true dry-and-dusty Euro-lover stuff because let's talk about number five on the list from Board & Dice Games, Terracotta Army. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, this is the latest game uh, from Board & Dice, and I uh, see... 
I do not recognize one of the designers' names. Oh, from uh, who did Blossoms. I, I played that game. I don't remember much about it. But Adam Kapinski is the name that really got me on board because he is blowing up as a designer. He started out doing like really big Ameritrashy style. I think was he the designer on Nemesis, if I recall correctly? If not Nemesis, or no, Lords of Hellas, I believe. One of them. Oh, okay. I forget which one. Now i got to look that up, too. And I should have memorized that before we started going. Uh, yeah, no, Nemesis. And Lords of Hellas. It was both of them. I, I was right both times. So yeah, he started out nice. doing that. But then last year, he was a designer on Origins, First Builders, also from um, Board and Dice Games. And that was a phenomenal Euro-style civilization game that just really blew us away. So I said when I covered that, that, okay, Adam is on my watch list. And when I saw Terracotta Army, I, you know, the game itself uh, solidified that. This is a game where players are competing to be um, the most impactful in building the famous Terracotta Army. Um, We are... uh, And... Here's a really interesting thing about this game. It, it comes chock-a-block with miniatures of all the different soldiers. And the miniatures are actually held off to the side in a box where they are kept. Um, so where they can't be bent or damaged or anything like that. And when you unlock them, you literally pull them out. It's got this little miniature dispenser. Kind of like a <laughs> Pez dispenser for miniatures. Which is just cool in and of itself. But that's not what really gets me excited. Uh, there's uh, miniatures for the horses and the advisors and all of that stuff. But the real... Uh, uh, secret sauce of this game is the um, the the action selection wheel. There is this wheel with three levels, and on your turn, you are going to take one of your meeples and put it on the outer edge of this wheel and do every action that that meeple is looking at on the wheel. But before you do that, you can rotate the center wheel or the outer wheel. One can rotate clockwise, one can rotate counterclockwise. You can actually see they've got the arrows to indicate which. And so, um, it's a worker placement game where the worker placements spots are constantly redefining themselves based on what you do and what your opponents do and that sounds really awesome to me um i i just when i think they can't come up with something new for worker placement they pull me back in um <laughs> and so i am very very keen very very excited to check out number five terracotta army yeah, great choice. This was uh, uh, not on my my final ten, but it was definitely a game I was looking at. I I, I honestly thought, okay, you're definitely going to cover this one. Um, <laughs> you know, Terracotta Army. I mean, the cool. I mean, Board and Dice. They they put out so many cool Euro games these days, and they're always a company to keep your eye on. And um, yeah, th- this one I, I can't wait to play. The whole worker placement thing. I'm I'm always down for it. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying out Terracotta Army. Great choice. Okay. Um. Let's move on to my number four. You're going to recognize the name here uh, when I pop it on the screen. Number four, my number four is called My Island mm. by our good friend Reiner Knizia. Yep. So not only I had one earlier, I've got to put two of my. Uh, yep. One my is not enough. Not one is definitely not enough. My Island. If folks, this is based on my city. Uh, his a legacy tile lane mm. game that came out I think two years ago. Uh, this is based on it. This is the new one, My Island. Um, and there's not much you can... No, uh, there's just really just the box art. Although, box looking art. at the box art, not polyomino pieces anymore. Hex pieces, yes. it looks like. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, it, yeah, the, the hexagon-shaped ones instead of the polyomino. So, we're going to see what this comes up with. The original was fantastic. Yes. Uh, you start with a very basic, you know, uh, in my city, you just start with a basic, uh, you know, land, and then you're going to put the polyominoes there as you draw them, and then it unlocks certain features after every, I think, uh, every mission, there was like... 
I think it was like a, a, an envelope full of uh, different components that you would add. I'm assuming that my Allen's going to be the same, but just with, you know, the hexagon shape. Right, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure other so, twists too. Yeah, so uh, he's a master of design. You know, I'm always excited about his games. We talked about Longboard earlier. This is my island. That's why it's our number four, because I love Reiner Kinesia, folks, and I'm looking forward to uh, my island. This would have made my shortlist. This would have made okay. mine as well, but for yeah. one reason, and it's actually here on here. My island, Dina Inselverd um, Einzigartig, German. I don't know oh. that this is going to be available in English this year. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, because this I, mean, it's, I saw release. that this was going to be oh. at Essen Spiel. And Cosmos oh. tends to put out stuff in German, and then we don't see it in English, and you need the English version because there's lots yes. of text. Until, so oh, my gosh. I, I, I'll, I, I'm super excited for this, too. I guess mostly yeah. I'm very, very excited for all of our German-speaking viewers because I do not yes. know if we'll be able to get to play this this year. Wow. Okay, there it is. There's the caveat, folks. Um, it will be available at Essen Spiel, but it may not, it probably won't be available in English. So, yes, our German-speaking friends, uh, enjoy. Because yeah, yeah. I will I'm, be, I will live vicariously through you as yeah. you enjoy. The I look forward to hearing about it because, yeah, My City was phenomenal. It was a great polyomino yeah. game, and oh. it was a fantastic legacy game. I would say it's top three best legacy games, period. Agreed. It was Agreed. Yeah. so perfectly done. I uh, just yeah. about, you know, I had one complaint, which had nothing to do with the legacy, but with the way that he set it up, because after you're done, there's a post-legacy version of the game you can play, which is very yeah. interesting and compelling. It's just that when you finish the legacy campaign, about half of all the stuff you unlocked gets thrown away. And it's like, yeah. all you needed was just like a little deck of cards that says, oh, randomly mix this feature and this feature and this feature, and you have a unique game. Fingers yeah. crossed, the good doctor does something like that for this one, because that would be the yeah. only blemish on what was otherwise a near-flawless game. My, um, was it My City? My City, yeah. yeah. So yeah. My Island, I yeah, I, if it were... Let's hope they fix that. If, yeah. if, 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 if I were still in my early 20s and I remembered the results of taking German 101 in, or 102 in, in <laughs> college, I might have jumped on it, but that's what kept, it, kept off my list. But that's, that's okay. Yeah, okay. I'm so excited about it. But yeah, you're right. Uh, I didn't I didn't even I was so excited about it, I didn't even check if it was gonna be in English. So there yep. it is. <laughs> well it could be. Okay. They might surprise us, but that is True. definitely not Cosmos's MO. All right. Okay. okay. Let's move on then to number three. Um another favorite designer of mine of all time is Vladimir Sushi. And uh his little uh publisher that could brings out something new every year, Delicious Games this year, is bringing us Woodcraft. Yes. Is that right? I'm yes. so glad this is on the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, this you knew I was going to put this, this on the list. Is, yeah. There's no way. Now, if I recall correctly, Vladimir is working with a first-time designer, Ross Arnold. Is that correct? Right. Yes, I believe that, so. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, last year he did the same thing with Messina 1347, I think, and that was a phenomenal game. And, of course, you know, Vladimir has got some of the greatest Euro designs under his belt of all time. Um, you know, with Underwater Cities and Last Will and, and Pulsar 24, so many great games, uh, Shipyard. And so anything that Vladimir's name on, I have to immediately check out. And, um, I, you know... I'm really, really interested in this, too. I have to admit, I didn't... I saw, Okay, uh, this morning, I was going to read up. I was going to see if I could read some rules about it and all of that. But then I saw this picture of it and said, okay, I don't need to read anything about this game. Look <laughs> at this. This looks like um, cardboard Eurogamer bliss. Look at all that stuff on your board. Your little um, elf... Your, we're elves um, who are... Uh, we'll try and get a right side up one. There's our board. We've got our elves working in here. We're obviously going to upgrade our workshops. We're going to you know fill them up with 
with all kinds of resources to make all kinds of, is it toys? I don't know. I don't care. There's a central <laughs> board with lots of cool stuff, progress meters in the forest, and some kind of rondelle looking thing with it looks like, see, honestly, I don't even want to know. Some people, they, they avoid movie spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything. Honestly, I don't want to spoil getting this game to the table and reading the rules for the first time because it looks like it's got some very, very cool features. I love the fact that the central board is literally a buzzsaw that our little um, woodcrafters use to build their, um, you know, whatever it is they're building. And it looks really, really neat. And again, Vladimir Sushi, does he have a bad design? I don't know that he does. Not uh, that I know of. Yeah. yeah one and of the most reliable designers there is in the industry. So if, if Delicious is bringing out something new, you know it's going to be near the top of my list, which is why Woodcraft makes our number three. Yeah, and there was like some dice in there too. I thought I saw some dice, and uh, that always reminds me of his, uh, right? Yes. There were dice in that. Yeah. Right. Pulsar 2849 was such a One of the best game. dice drafting games, period. Easily top five best dice drafter of all time. Yeah, so yes. so good. So that's yeah, that's why I was so excited about Woodcraft as well. I'm glad to, glad to hear that's on the list. Let's move on to our number two. Okay. Uh, this one comes as no surprise to you or anyone that knows me. Uh, this wasn't on the preview list. Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. This is this is your number one, right? Because we offered yeah for my let me yeah, okay. my number one. Let me let me read oh. your mind. Let me read your mind. Read my mind. Number two is Twilight Roll and Write. I don't remember the name of it. Yes, it, it is Twilight Inscription. There we go. Uh, okay, yeah, there it is. So we I, we didn't see it on the preview list uh, and on Gen Con or Origins, but everything I've read from Fantasy Flight Games is it says it's going to be out uh, August or September of this year. Okay, and they're already planning like live streams and stuff, so it's going to be out, folks. I, I just we didn't see it in the preview list, but it's Twilight Imperium, the rolling right, folks. I years ago people had joked about it, and I never <laughs> thought it was gonna be possible, but it's a thing. It's actually happening. It's a 4X game. It's an epic roll and write. This is not going to be a 30-minute roll and write. This is a two-hour game. It's a legit 4X game. It is monstrous. It's going to take up your entire table. You have player boards. You have central boards. You're going to manage resources. You are going to be doing stuff in Twilight Imperium, but in a roll and write form. So instead of taking six to eight hours, you're only going to take an hour or two. And that, to me, appeals to me to no end. Um, you're going to explore new worlds. You're going to trade with your fellow um, uh, other factions in the how, uh, in the game. Um, I actually started looking at the Polish rulebook because someone took the Polish rulebook and translated to English. Now the oh, wow. the translation's pretty rough. Okay, um, so I didn't I didn't totally get it, but um, it looks phenomenal, folks. Wow. Uh, for all of you Rolling Right fans, this is definitely a step up and beyond what you're normally doing uh, for like Rolling Right games. For you. Uh, of twilight imperium fans 4x fans they're distilling everything down to a more imaginable level um i mean it just it looks so cool and, I, and that's why it's our number two personally my number one twilight yeah. inscription and not for nothing soloable yeah exactly right you can play it solo which to me uh, as a twilight imperium player uh twilight imperium uh, just blows me away that you could solo this i know um, so i am so fired up about this and uh, i cannot wait yeah i guess uh Fancy Flight, they're not bad. Ah, Gen Con, preview Shman Con. Or maybe they just don't want to commit to Gen Con, but I mean, there's no yeah. way they're missing this. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks yeah. absolutely fantastic. I, yeah. And I, I, so I'm excited about it too. Uh, I didn't yeah. even bother because I knew it was going to be on your list, but I you might have yeah. put it on mine if you hadn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited because uh, I know you haven't played Twilight Imperium yet, but I think and now this I won't have to. Like- yeah, this is the way to experience it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so excited. Let's let's move on, though. Let's see what's on top of the list 
for the games that we're um, excited about. Cool. Well, the number one should come as no surprise as well. Again, although bearing in mind, this is not just based on things that supposedly are coming out in 2022. Supposedly, we're going to get Frosthaven this year. I'm not holding my breath. Um, but yeah. of the stuff that I am very, very confident, by far, nothing comes close to number one on the list, Marrakesh. Yeah. 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 Um, Why? Two words, Stefan Feld. Feld. <laughs> and I want to do a Stefan M and Effen Feld because uh, I love this man. He is my favorite designer of all time. And actually, I could cheat here and say, oh, this is really our top 13. Because not only at Essence Field this year are we getting Marrakesh, a completely new design from the man, but yep. we are also getting, what is it? I opened them up ahead of time. Amsterdam, which is a yeah. remake of Macau, one of his greatest designs of all time. New York City, a remake of Rialto, re-envisioning. And Hamburg, a re-envisioning of Bruges, which I've actually played. And it improves on Bruges in so many meaningful ways. But if I have to pick one, I want to pick the one that I haven't played before, Marrakesh. Uh, this was a very big hit on Kickstarter. Uh, Paul Grogan of Gaming Rules did a great run-through of it. So if you want to know more about the game, I don't know very much about this at all. I don't need to know because you had me at Feld. But uh, I, I love how they've got just, hey, look, here's the... Uh, Here's the scroll from the Kickstarter page. So this is just a way I can just show you what all comes in the box. This is the standard version. I don't know if the deluxe version is going to be available or not. But there's one very, very important thing that um, puts this so far above and beyond everything else. The Cube Tower. There it is. Uh, My wife's favorite Feld game of all time for a long time was Trajan, but there's no choice about it. Now Amerigo is her favorite because he did something Uh. truly amazing with the Cube Tower. And he is revisiting it now as a game where we are, it looks like, um, I don't even know what it does, but we are building up the city of Marrakesh, making investments in Marrakesh. I'm not sure. I don't know what this big network connection of things means or these different towers or these places we could build. All I know is there's going to be a Cube Tower and it's the latest thing from Stephanie and felt and I must have it and nothing will stand in my way I will have this played and run through before the end of the year yeah there's a lot yeah. of really great felt stuff coming but um, again considering how you know the cube tower which was originally designed as a weapon an alternate for dice in warfare games like Wallenstein and Shogun but he said no these could be used in really interesting ways. It's a die with memory, um, where you can kind of somewhat predict what's going to happen to you. They can always surprise you. Um, so I cannot see what the what my favorite designer of all time comes up with when he uh, brings us Marrakesh, which is my most anticipated game for the remainder of 2022. Yeah. And, Stephen- and uh, I'm sure it must be high on yours as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stefan Effenfeld, as he said. I, I, I love that. The that F stands saying, yeah, for Feld, um, folks. We're saying Stefan Feldenfeld. Feld. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I figured this. I was wondering where it would come on. I said, so no surprises there, uh, number one. And, uh, I was sort of like, I, I was a little mixed up at first. I was like, wow, there's how many games is he coming out? Uh, but then I realized that there were re-implementations yes. uh, of some of his games and then the new one as well. So a lot of good stuff coming from your favorite designer in the months to come. That's great. Yep, but that's not all, folks. We're just getting started. I've got 15 other games I could talk about. I don't know if we're going to talk about all of them, but we are going to end our recording right now and go into our post-show where we're going to answer questions from the live audience that's been watching us for the last, what, have been going for a half an hour, I guess, or something like that. And um, we'll talk about some other titles. Um, some that I cannot believe. I am shocked 
shocked that you did not list a few that I did not oh. put on my list because I knew for sure you would do it and you oh. didn't. So we have some splaining to do, which we'll do All in the right. post show. But before we go, folks, remember, um, check out last episode of the R&R show and uh, look for the secret word. There's you still got uh, what, what? When is the next? When are we going to be doing this again? Well, the 26th, uh, end of the month. 26th. You, you have until July 26th to enter last episode's contest. Look for the secret word. And what was it? It was our top 10 games we'd buy right now uh, for July 2022. And uh, you might win a $50 gift certificate. But otherwise, I think we're out of here, right? Yeah, let's let's go to the post show and we'll talk about more games. Okay, well, thank you, Ruel, for joining me. Thanks to everybody who showed up live and who is watching after the fact. What did we miss? Let us know down in the comments. Um, but most importantly, thank you to all the supporters of the show who made this bonus episode possible by using the, the YouTube membership system or the Twitch subscription system or the Patreon subscription system, etc., etc. Thanks to everybody for helping us go. So, have a a uh, very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Ah, uh, hello. Okay. Okay. That went pretty well. Cool. And I'm going to tempt me by saying that went so smoothly. Like nothing screwed up. <laughs> yeah. And nothing will screw up, even though I'm Finger, pointing it out. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and thanks, thanks for, for the, the good vibes, folks. All right. So, uh, we are now in the post show. Yes, we are. Thank you uh, for let me update the banner. And oh, yeah. thank you, um, friendly little bear, for your subscription. We are. It's going to take a while, but we're building up for another one of these. Although, when we unlock these, it could be a bonus R and R like this. It could be an RVR where we play games together. It could be a top ten. You folks requested and voted for a bonus R and R, and hopefully, you found it interesting. Let's see. Yeah. We are in what? We are in the R and R post show save. Okay, so what else was on your list, Ruel? Um, Folks, okay. uh, we're going to do some Q&A. We've got about 20 minutes or so. Then we'll raid and we'll be on our merry way. Uh, if you have questions about anything, please start your question with a question mark. Otherwise, we won't see it. But before, yeah. while you can think of some questions, Ruel, what else? What was like so, your 6 to 10? So my 6 to 10, one of them I thought you were going to talk about. Acropolis, uh, the, uh, the game tile by... Layer? Uh, the tile layer game, yes. From, well, what company was it? Uh... Jules Massad. I don't. I don't recognize the designer. I, that one just looks cool. From you know, a tile layer. Uh, you know, a little uh, medium weight uh, Euro game. I thought for sure that was gonna be on your list. I don't know why. Hey, um, look, I mean, I it looks nice. I, I'm. Yeah. I'm definitely excited. I actually have an advanced copy of it. I'm hoping to play it oh, sometime over the next okay. couple of weeks. But cool. I mean, it, it doesn't have one of my favorite designers of all time working on it. <laughs> oh, it doesn't have. <laughs> uh, what, what's your favorite designer? Oh, uh, Alexander Pfister. Uh, Alexander Pfister uh, has two games coming out this year, Sky Mines and Great Western Trail Argentina. Those both made my shortlist, just not my top five. Uh, because, honestly, because I've played both. I have played the original yeah. Mombasa, and I have played the original Great Western Trail, so I'm excited right. to see him doing different things, but that doesn't yeah. push me into, like, top five excitement. 
Gotcha. Okay, the other one um, <clears throat> was actually a game called Wordcraft, and I actually, uh, it was really close to Woodcraft that you had uh, brought up, but <laughs> Wordcraft was, was this new game uh, by uh, Christian Glove. I think it's his first design, but it's a it's a word game, but it's got some uh, area uh, control to it, which I thought was really unique. Okay, um, that's cool. And then uh, the, the next three, Gift of Tulips from Weird Giraffe Games. Uh, this one I've, I've seen uh, out of... Um, I think I've seen a preview. I think I saw a preview of it last year at Gen Con. It's from Weird Draft Games, a two to four player game set collection. Um, very, really beautiful. This one I thought for the next one, my number seven actually was Terra Nova. I thought this would be on your list Ooh, as well. Ooh, I thought about that one. Yes. Yeah, this one I'm looking forward to a lot. A, a more, a leaner, a shorter version of Terra Mystica. Yes. Um, that one I'm really excited about. And then the the sixth one, and I'm, I'm assuming I, I missed some games because you're, you, I don't think this was. Might have been one that you'd uh, point out, but Bird Watcher. I love Bird Watcher. I played a prototype. Oh, that was an excellent year. game. Yeah, yeah, excellent little game. But now I'm curious, what games did you think I was I was going to put on my list? Okay, where the heck is your Starship Captains? Starship Captains from CG. That was on the list. No, did I miss? I that? would have Starship Captains is my number seven. Wow. I didn't um, even and see honestly, that. if I'd on... known you were leaving it out, I would have bumped it up a couple. CGE oh, Games putting out a uh, yeah. a a goal of a, a, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek inspired science fiction Euro game. I... Yes, please. Yeah, I thought I for certain it was going to be on your list. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I'm really excited about this game. I just it wasn't. Yeah, shame, shame, shame. shame. Wasn't on both lists. I didn't see it on either list. I wow! I can't believe I missed it. I am I'm embarrassed actually. Well, this, okay, this looks fun. Yeah. So I had Starship. Okay, Captains. what about yours? I had Joan yeah. of Arc, the Orleone Roll and Write. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Which is Saw basically that. Orleone, except there's just one bag that all the workers come out of, and then they get put out in play, and then we take turns drafting them and doing a roll and write. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I love oh, yeah. Roland Rights. I love Orléans. I've got nothing but high hopes for it. Um, I have two games from Uwe Rosenberg. I talked about one in a previous R&R. Um, Orienberger Canal. Um, I talked about it when it was in a when it was crowdfunding. It should be coming out by the end of the year. Looks like a not quite a, one of his heaviest games, but also not a lightweight game. Kind of more of a midweight, all about um, you know building up industry in I think Renaissance era Germany, and also building up the canals to support it. Um, but what I was even more excited about was a game I hadn't heard of before called I don't know how to pronounce it A T I W A. I'm going to say um, Etiwa. And um, this is, I think it's a polyomino, another polyomino tile layer. I think, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly, or maybe not. Uh, but it's it's uh, yeah it's it's kind of likened to something similar to a patchwork level game, but it's not polyominoes. It's um, okay. grid car- grids of cards, but it's all about the symbiotic relationship that truly exists in the um, Ottawa region of Africa. I think it was Africa oh. where okay. um, farmers work hand in hand with fruit bats to uh, basically, if I recall correctly, pollinate their crops. Uh, and you know, it tells the story of how oh we used to think they were pests, but now they're, they're like the center of our ecosystem. And I love the story of that, and I love Uwe Rosenberg designs, and it's him doing it's him doing farming again, but somehow finding <laughs> a new way to do it with bats. Um, yeah, let's see. Cool. And and then um, um Stel- Stellarian. Which is the next game in the Onerum series from yeah. um, Shady Torbay. Or Shady Torbay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm excited I, about that. I thought we, uh, we, we talked about that one before, didn't we? Uh, I thought we did. 
I don't did think we? so. I don't think no? so. Okay, I thought we did for some. But reason. I had a bunch more. Like I mentioned, the, you know, the yeah. two, um, you know, Alexander Fister revisiting two of his greatest designs of all time with Sky mm-hmm. Mines, um, which I actually have played, and I'll have a video of that going up later this week. Great Western mm-hmm. Trail, Argentina. Um, Marvel Remix is going to be at Gen Con, and that's oh. uh, Fantasy Realms in Marvel. Yeah, that's super okay. must have for me. That almost pushed its way in. I did have my island, except I figured the German thing. Oh. Here's one I just read about this morning. King of Monster Island. A oh, co-op um, sequel to King of Tokyo from, from um, Richard Garfield. Oh, wow. Okay, that's, that would have made Has Richard Garfield sure. done a co-op game before? Not that I know of, but that's that would definitely be on my list. Yes. Man, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, very, Whoa. very cool. Very cool. Yep. All right. And those are all right. ones that were in the uh, previews. If we take the out yep. stuff, there's Frosthaven, there's um, yep. Weather Machine, there's Clank yep. Catacombs, a Clank yep. but tile layer. Um, mm-hmm. Endless Winter Paleo-American should be coming, fingers crossed. But again, leave it off the list because if it's not on the previews, it, chances are it's not going to make it. Oh, and yep. then honestly, the one that might have been my number one or maybe my number two, Tilatum. Um, which is, again, from Board and Dice, and it is Danielle Tassini and um, oh, his co-designer on Zulk and the Mayan Calendar. Uh, uh, Fabio, no, not, uh, oh gosh, that's going to drive me nuts. Not, not Lopiana. Um, yeah. Oh, I got to look it up now, and I'm going to be so embarrassed. Uh, two of the greatest, oh, Danielle Tassini and Simone Luciani. When those two wow. work together, they make truly... Wow. Great stuff. And Tyler Tim, use dice for resources and actions to gain riches in the Renaissance. You had me at Tassini and Luciani <laughs> getting together again for the first time in years. Yeah. But, and here's cool. the deal. I don't know if it's going to make it because Board and Dice did put Terracotta Army in the previews, but they did not put Tylatum in the previews, which makes mm-hmm. me wonder, will it make it? So I left it off the list. Okay. Cool. Yeah, there's wow, a lot, a lot of good stuff uh, for the rest of the year, folks. Oh, I see the Lord of Cardboard tell. had me, uh, Simone Luciani. I should have gone to the chat. I forgot. We have a chat. Hey, yeah. let's see. Did they actually ask us any questions? Hi, chat. Yeah, we've got, we do have some questions okay, in the let's go. chat right now. So let's go uh, check them out here. Um, do, 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 do. This is from our friend, The Fours. Was recently listening to Board Game Hot Takes podcast and he pondered why a legacy two-player uh, game hadn't come out hmm. have y'all heard anything on that two-player only um, two-player only i haven't no and honestly if my guess would be because legacy game development is hard and expensive yep. and production yeah. is incredibly expensive so i would think it just doesn't make financial sense for a publisher to really restrict their potential audience um, because and they, you know, hey, I love two-player games; they're my favorite thing. But and you know, and there are some two-player games that really are some of the best sellers of all time. You know, Seven Wonders Duel. But if you want yeah. to up your chances, you want to make sure as many people as possible can play your game. If you're investing so much into its development, that, that, that would totally be my guess. Makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Just strictly from a uh, number of uh, money mm-hmm. uh, standpoint. Um, let's see. Kabuki Kid asks, how many games? Uh, Per month, a month, would you guess you play purely for enjoyment, not for preview or review purposes, and not filmed? Zero. Zero, huh? Wow. Big goose egg. Everything I play is in service of the channel. Wow, Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because, I mean, mean, we we played a few games when we were on the road, and there are games I know I'm probably never going to film, 
But still, here's the deal. When I was trying to decide what games am I going to take, I was going to try and take games that are small, portable, but every single game I took was one we had not played yet. So at the very least, I can play them and then talk about them on the Roundup show. So it has been years since I have played a game solely for the purpose of just playing a game. Interesting. I I would say for me, at least 10 games a month, uh, minimum. Um, (laughs) But, you know, now, Mm -hmm. you know, it is influenced by what I'm filming or recording, though, because, Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, I just did a live stream of uh, Framework, uh, Uwe Rosenberg's new game uh, that was uh, basically the next iteration of Nova Luna. Right. Uh, I, Michelle and I live streamed it, and we loved it so much we played it like four or five times afterwards, uh, non-filmed. So okay, that I would say that's it. I mean, four or five okay. times before you filmed meant oh, it was just making sure you had a, a smoother stream. Um, but if yeah. you kept playing it afterwards, no, that's totally legit. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that, we we do that a lot, um, and then every now and then, like the other day, we just played um, you know a quick roll and write just for funsies. So you know, we do have. Uh, I think we, the last uh, time I, I did one would have been. Maybe two or three years ago, I forget which convention. It was either Dice Tower West or Board Game Geek Con. Rodney Smith wanted to play Fresco, and he was looking for people to teach oh. him. And Fresco is okay. one of Jen's and my favorites of all time. So I sat down and played Fresco and taught Rodney, and Rodney won um, <laughs> his first game ever. And nice. uh, and so that, that that that's the most recent one. And that must be at all least right. two or three years ago. Great question. Um, oh, here's yes. one from... Um, uh, Gadam Gray. Do you have a list of all the games you played on your trip? Uh, let me think. Let me see if I can do it from memory. We played uh, P-Dub... Uh, how do you say Phil Walker-Hardening? Uh, Explorers. P-Dub-H. P-Dub-H's <laughs> Explorers. Played that a lot. Played well, that with Jen. Played that with the niece and nephew. Played that with Jen's sister. Uh, so that one got played the most. Played Walkie Talkie, uh, which you had mentioned. Yes. That was yeah. very clever. Neat little game. Um, yep. Played Trek 12. Another roll and write. Okay. Mm-hmm. Played um, Dinosaur Island RAR and write, which was excellent. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yes. I love that game. I love that game Although, so much. probably uh, made a mistake because we played that with the niece and nephew. And they're sharp kids. They played lots of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So they can learn. But, I mean, it was so far outside of anything they'd ever experienced. It's a it's a really crunchy little roll and write. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they never really played any kind of Euro like that. So it was... Like, um, you know, learning how to ride a bicycle for them. Whereas me and Jen, like, oh, yeah, I understand how this works, how this works. And if Jen and I yeah. played it, it probably would have been an hour. But it was like um, almost two and a half, almost three hours uh, to yeah. play that with them. But we all had a great time. Good, good. Yeah, that, that game's so such a great game. I love it. I actually, fun fact, I actually moved on from Dinosaur Island and kept uh, Raw and Right. I, I, I prefer that version. It's just faster. It's easier to get to the table, and it's a faster game. I, and I really one other, I, I would be remiss to mention because it just went live on Kickstarter now. Sunshine oh. City. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have these, Ruel. You're going to need to do something because Sunshine City just went live on Kickstarter today, right? It's another mm-hmm. one of those games that's inspired by the success of Voyages. It's a print and play yeah. only game. You buy it for five bucks, and you get a bunch of maps you can download and stuff like that. Um, so these are becoming more and more common. Jen got these things. You just slip oh. a piece of paper in. And then it becomes a roll, and you don't have to laminate nothing. Oh, cool. It's so cool. So we, uh, Jen, she has a green one and a purple one, one for me, one for her. So I took this along, and we played this a few times as well um, with That's just a single perfect. sheet. And we could just keep erasing and, you know, with a dry erase marker. Yeah. Wow. Oh, where did uh, she get them? She got them at some stationery store. Uh, she hadn't okay. gone looking for it. She just saw it and thought, 
Oh my gosh. Because we had yeah. just recently tried to play Voyages for the first time. And we were we don't have a laminator, so we were just reprinting out pages over and over again. And it's like, yeah. this is ridiculous. And then a few days later, Jen saw this. And it's just so clever. It just it just works yeah. exactly. It's perfect. So it's just it's literally just a plastic sleeve. That it you is a plastic sleeve that will fit an A4 with a little bit of space extra. And you nice. can just slip things in. It holds the pages in tight. They do not move around. Okay. I mean, you could actually throw in like four or five sheets of paper in here and just have a ton of games you're carrying with you. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to check that out. I need to find one. Okay. Let's see what else. Uh, oh, here's a question uh, about uh, did you love or how did you like Thor Love and Thunder? I loved Thor Love and Thunder. I thought it was okay. fantastic. I've only seen it once, so I'd want to watch it again. But I am almost inclined to say I liked it more than Ragnarok. Um, really? And that seems oh. to be, it seems, to, it's getting a lot of, boy, this is just more of the same. Taika Waititi's just repeating himself. And like, yeah. one, how is that a bad thing? Did you see right. poor Ragnarok? Why would you <laughs> not want more of that? More just right. insanely mind-boggling visuals, incredible um, humor, and, you know, mixed, uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, really, str- you know, heart and character growth and all that. I won't spoil anything about it other than to say, I was grinning like an idiot from start to finish. Every um, laugh landed hard for me and Jen. She loved it too. And um, like I said, I have had... I mean, it's its literally like a music video for Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Oh, I can't wait to see it. That, that sound, that's, that's all I need to hear. If it's like a Guns N' Roses video, I'm there 100%. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you... How do you... Oh. Okay, here's another interesting one. How do you organize your games physically speaking? Um, I just, uh, me, I, I have no, I, like, I, you can see mine. I have mine, you know, face up like Richard's, but behind these, I just throw whatever it will fit, and I just, you know, I don't have a list, unfortunately. What about yep. you? I, I you, you're way more organized than I am. I um yeah I, I I have every one of these boxes has four or five games, you know, standing up like a book, and then just one game in front. Now, but, but is, the, is the question about how we, the games, or how we organize stuff inside the box? I guess it's this. So, there is really yeah, not much I rhyme or reason. Pretty much everything you yeah. can see are games I'm just really, really fond of, and I just want to kind of raise the awareness of, and they're all mm-hmm. ones I've played more recently. Yeah, um, there's the a little bit of organization. Like, most of the Feld games are kind of over in that area. I used to be much more organized by designer and style of game. But then when I realized I'm out of space, hey, you know what? If I put boxes in front, not only does my background look a lot nicer, but I can store a lot more games. After I did that, everything went cattywampus. And I just now rely on, like you said, I have a Word document that is basically a gigantic grid that lists at a glance what's in every single one of these little cubbies. And if I'm looking for a game, I just open that document, control F, find the game, and it tells me exactly where it is, and I just go grab it. Yeah, and I, I need to take that next step because yeah. it's it, it does it can be overwhelming. Uh, here's a question. This was from a little earlier. Uh, Ag Fox says, "If you did the RV thing, would you take a trailer for games?" <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't think that's necessary. I I think I mean I did a couple of years ago a top ten games for RV living, which is not what we just did. We just had a really quick RV trip, so we were, I was trying to take really small stuff. But RV living means okay. I'd want to take Gloomhaven. I would want to have Gloomhaven on the road, and I believe it could be done. Uh, when I did that, um, you know, uh, everybody mocked me, but here's the deal. Don't take the entire box for Gloomhaven. 
just take mm-hmm. the components. Um, just yeah. the components, um, you know, break down into just, you know, some boards and whatnot. In Gloomhaven's case, don't take half of the components because all of that can be replicated with the really excellent board game digital helper app. So I think these big boxes, we, if you leave the boxes at home and do tricks like this, put, you can, yeah. I mean, any one of these boxes, you could put four or five euros. Um, if you get rid of the inserts, um, you know, I do not need, I mean, ab- just amongst the boxes you can see, there's probably 30 dice. I only need yeah. to take five. And I, I, yeah. I can use them amongst all those games. You know, there are ways that you could. So I, my inclination would be, I mean, the RVs I've seen have so much storage. I'd be willing to bet I could probably get 20 games that I would love to be able to really play over and over and over again if I leave the boxes home. Yeah. Without yeah. without needing a separate trailer. Yep. Uh, that's, yeah, I, I think that's so true. Uh, this is an interesting question. So mm. Matt Levy asks, Gambling addiction is a real problem. Ooh. Isn't Ready Set Bet basically like a socially acceptable game about addiction? Whoa, that's that's a really interesting thought. Um, yeah, because you did. You, I mean, you sold it. This is as close as you can get to gambling without actually gambling. Yeah. So when I say that, like you know, I'm that that thrill of you know you place uh, say a, a bet and then you win. That there's that thrill, and I I, I don't know if it, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's. Um, a socially well, I, I well, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a game about addiction. Mm-hmm. It's about it's a game about placing a bet, and you know, if you have problems with that, then this game will not be for you. If you have the the basic concept is you are placing bets at the racetrack. If you have a problem with that in what any shape whatsoever, then yes, this is not sure. the game for you. Yeah. Uh, if you're okay with betting on something, or you know, um, the the you know, bet, or placing a a make believe bet. On something this, I, I think it's a lot of fun. But that, that's a really interesting point, well, Matt. I, it's something I have not thought about. Here's the way I would look at it. Um, Ready, yeah. Set, Bet is a board game equivalent of a Shirley Cocktail. Or Shirley Temple. Yeah. A Shirley Temple, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to have that kind of feel of a cocktail without actually drinking. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's a way... it's it, it, it provides that... Now, the question is, is a game like this something that could be a potential gateway to real gambling? I suppose that's possible, but if yeah. if a game like Ready Set Bet is something that pushed you over, you're going to get pushed over just every time you go into a Seven Eleven and you see all those lotto cards all over the place. Exactly, that's yeah. going to be uh, something that you yeah. know feeds a, a true addiction. If anything, yeah. I would hope that this is something that could serve for if you if you are somebody who actually really does suffer from it. I mean, because it is. I mean, you're, make no mistake, Matt Levy is right. It is a mm-hmm. real psychological problem for some people um I, gosh what was it there was a quote in the final season of west wing that so stuck with me um uh where somebody was talking about their law lo- their lifelong struggle with alcohol abuse and they talked about how i just don't understand how you can do it i don't understand how you can just take a, a single sip and put the glass down it's impossible for me to do that mm-hmm. and so I, I i appreciate just how hard it is to fight addiction um yeah. Is it good to have alternatives? I mean, is Ready, Set, Bet somebody who's like, look, I need to have that fix. Is this game going to help them get off? The same way methadone can help people get off of smoking. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I've never given it a second thought, too. It's, it's a really interesting topic, though. It is, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, there's so many ways you can think about it. And then you can, I guess you can argue with uh, for other themes in games. I mean, if I play Blood Rages, that mean, I want to <laughs> kill, you know, people, you know, or whatever. And I, I would say no. Um, but... Uh, that's an interesting thought. I appreciate you sharing that, Matt. I, I don't have an yeah. easy answer. I don't think it can be easily answered here, uh, but appreciate that. Yeah. Um, let's go. Oh, we're, we're actually getting close on time here. Um, yes. Let's move on to the next one here. And Oh, uh, and sure enough, okay, here it is. 
If you could have a game night with a celebrity not from the industry, who would it be? Ooh. Honestly, I, I don't really care. Uh, yeah, I don't really care I, much about celebrity. I wouldn't okay. care about the game. For me, it would just be an opportunity to quiz the person. Uh, yeah. Since this is not an anybody in history thing, I'll just assume it's somebody in real life. I'd probably want to do it with Barack Obama. Probably. That, that's a, that would that's be, a uh, be my, my first yeah. immediate pops into my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, just because we were talking about it earlier, Tom Cruise. Why not? I'd play a game with Tom Cruise. And- <laughs> for, for just sitting down and hanging out, probably yeah. the celebrity I think I would be most comfortable with and have the most fun with, Kevin Smith, the director. Oh, I love Kevin Smith. I yeah. love just listening to him talk. Yeah. That, I bet I mean, he would be a blast. He he would be. He could just monologue for like three hours. I'd be happy to listen to that monologue, you know, because he, yeah, he, he has... You know, did you know he's coming out with a Clerks 3? There's yes, it's coming. Clerks. Yep, yep, yep. I just saw the trailer the other day. Yeah, I was, I'm excited about that. Yep. Okay, uh, we got time for another question or two. Uh, let's move on here. Um, oh, here, here's one. There's a game-related question. Uh, best Ryan Lockett game for a solo player? I've not played any of his games solo. Have you? I have, yes. I need to look at a list, but I can probably answer that. I've uh, filmed several of his, I think, in solo modes. Uh, because more and more, I find uh, if if a game has a really good solo mode that really captures the feeling of the multiplayer mode, I will often prefer to film it solo because one, I don't screw up as much, and two, I have actually more fun because I'm like I'm really playing the game rather than trying to balance two game yeah. players worth of stuff in my head, which are, which just does my head in. You've done it a few times now. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, totally. I have. I you know I I respected you before. I have an even <laughs> greater respect for you now that I've worked for the channel. Let's see here. Um. Really, I, um, I wouldn't say Sleeping Gods because you know ba- juggling eight characters is a lot. Uh, yeah. And um, I don't think I played Near and Far or the the most recent one, Now or Never. I don't think did now I play or never. that one solo. Honestly, I mean, I think Near and Far. I did play that one solo because actually okay. I played that a bit solo. I think after I'd played it with Jen, so I could get a bit more before I filmed it. And um, so I might go with that one. Okay. I think so. Maybe the most recent one. Um, wait, no, no, no. It's not Near and Far. Near and Far doesn't have a solo. Oh, yes, it does. It had that. It was that expansion. The the uh, it, Near and Far does mm-hmm. not, but it was an expansion that turned it into a co-op game, and therefore you could play it solo. So that was actually pretty nice. That's probably the one I'd go with off the top of my head because I'm having a hard time getting a list of everything he's got. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Uh, people are talking about Stranger Things 4. No spoiler thoughts. Uh, Thank you. No I'm thoughts. only um, four episodes in. Yeah. Uh, Kabuki Kid asked, uh, did you have a chicken sitter while you were gone? Yes, we did. Um, oh, our cool. neighbor, Eileen, she just moved in. Uh, she's a grandma who just moved in the neighborhood so she could be closer to her grandkids who are a few houses down. And it turned, you know, Jim was talking to her one day and she just mentioned, yeah, I've always, um, loved, uh, chickens, but I've never actually been around any of them, but like all of her interior decor is chicken based. And Jen said, really? Well, (laughs) if you'd like to get your hands dirty, literally. And so Jen brought her over and literally just handed her a chicken. Here's a chicken. Hold her. Cool. And, and she just instantly fell in love. And when we got back, she said, I had the greatest time. She would just sit and um, j- apparently it's a term amongst the chicken community. It's called chicken gazing. Um, and you just you just kind of just zone out and stare at the chickens doing their chicken thing. I had no idea chicken gazing was a thing. It's but totally a thing. Wow, that's so cool. Okay. Um, we've got, let me see. 
a couple of we could do a couple of quick ones real quick just to finish up stuff uh ruckus is, have you heard of the new cooperative carcassonne may have and i had no idea there's a cooperative carcassonne did you is that a new published one or is that just like a variant or something i i have no idea what ruckus is um referring to i did not see anything on about carcassonne being cooperative wow i know there's like a solo variant um for the original but yeah i don't know trying to look it up right now i don't see any cooperative that's news to me yeah oh hey carcassonne gets spooky with a new spin-off co-op game i actually saw this that it's like a a halloween themed carcassonne and i'm embarrassed i just kind of ignored it because the the brief description i saw kind of described it sort of as a like for you know for kids like carcassonne for kids kind of a thing so i didn't look at it that close yeah, I was the same way. I looked at it, I just thought, oh, it's just a retheme, like a Halloween-y thing for kids. But wow, it's cooperative. Cool. No, uh, thank you, whoever okay. suggested that. I'm gonna, yeah, I was going to put on my list of things to look at more closely. I'm embarrassed. Very cool. Okay, uh, let's do one more question. One more. Um, I'm all. Last one. The last one for today. Is it hard to think about new games that are coming out after having reviewed prototypes of crowdfunding games that are finally getting released? Because for you, it's kind of old news. Hard to think about new games that are coming out after having reviewed prototypes. Oh, no. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's no choice about. It. I mean, I, I'm certainly affected by that. Uh, yeah. I, and obviously, yes. If I've already played it, there's no way I can actually have the same level of enthusiasm as I would for something I haven't played. That's just. I mean, although not all people are like that. Some people are like, oh, I don't want to learn something new. I do. I have more enthusiasm for something I've already played, and I get to go back and spend more time with it. But I love cult of new stuff. I am a huge cult of new guy. Um. I have actually wavered about that over the years when I'm trying to make lists for, uh, like, Essen or whatever, like, shopping lists for people. And, like, uh, sometimes I've said, okay, here's all the ones I've actually played. Let me rank those. And now let me give you a separate list of all the ones I haven't. But ultimately, I've decided to, usually when I've tried to do this, I've just, okay, let me just look at all of these things and pretend I haven't played it. But based on what I know of it, and I just know a little bit more about it, where does it fit? You know, based on the designer and the publisher and the mechanisms and the art and all of that. Do I, am I more excited about this or am I more excited about the other? And I've been able to thread that needle without too terribly much trouble. Yeah. That's, what about you? Uh, me, me personally, um, I, I, all these games get all mixed up in my mind anyway. So it's like, I'm excited about them all and I don't know when they're releasing. But yeah, it, it can be it, it can be a little tough to keep track of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I try to, I, I like to maintain the, well, I, I mean, like the in the list we just did, your, one of yours was a game you'd already played. Yeah. Ready, set, bet. Did that, did I, that have a pregnancy because you knew it to put it at the top of your list? And you're like, Oh, I got to pull that back. Or did you think, Oh, I already know this one. I'm not really that interested, but no, you put it on the list anyway. How did that work out for you? Yeah. I put it on the list because, um, just because, yeah, I, I grew up, um, you know, uh, as someone that went to the racetrack, uh, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, as a young adult, uh, so I do have a lot of fond memories there. So for this, the theme itself grabbed me. But then, you know, seeing John D. Clare's name on there, of course, I'm going to be excited. And yes, the fact that I did actually play the the prototype, that that bumped it up a notch um, for me personally. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's, that's what I... I Nebel Uber Carcansone. Um, yeah. Uber. Apparently it does not have an English title yet. Or at least okay. not in Board Game Geek. But apparently it's going to be Fog Over Carcassonne is going to be its English title. Um, which oh, okay. you can't find it on Borging. You have to search for the German version. It's so brand new. Thank cool. you for ever pointing that out. I, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I missed a lot of stuff today. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for helping we me uh, fill in those holes. Okay. Uh, so those are the questions that came in today. I uh, want to thank everyone for hanging out. We are at the uh, two-hour mark, or a little over that. 
Um, anything else we got to take care of, my friend, before nope. we get out of here? Um, we just got to raid somebody. We're not raiding you, right? Not raiding me. Uh, I see our friend Becca Scott is playing some board games right what now. What is she up to? Let's see. She, I think it's she and our friend Jake Michaels. They were, oh, they're playing Marvel Dice Throne. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I thought, sure, it was going to be a video game. And we're like, oh, but no, I mean, Marvel, uh, yeah, I mean, that looks really, really cool, I have to admit. So that uh, that sounds like a good way to return the favor, because I believe she's rated us once or twice. So, the Becca Scott Live, yep, oh, there it all is, all laid out. Oh, and what is it? It's Thor versus Loki. How perfect. Okay, folks, um, go raid in, I'm going to go find the button, in, all right, you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Raid! Go, 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 go! And off they go. Okay, it looks like it worked. It worked, yay. All right, sweet. Well then, that's cool. Great show. All right, yep, yep, all worked out fine. And I'll see you again. I think it's just two weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, Next week I'm doing the, uh, I'm recording the podcast. And yeah, and then we're just doing the regular thing on the 26th. Yep. Perfecto. All right. All right. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon, man. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Please don't delete. Please don't delete now.